1: we're back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glasser come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football game source of course the great folks right there for you at lakersball.com go ahead and check out t 47 today at lakersball.com plus our good friends at the Hoopheads podcast network lakerholics.com You know, Laker Tom is going to be doing some writing. The number one Lakers blogger that's out there, you know he's got a lot to say. That's at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend Jamie Sweet with five things. He's also going to be saying a lot of things right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, again, like I said, at Hoopheads Podcast Network. If you want your lawn transformed like no one else and you live in SoCal, let SimBlades do it for you. SimBlades with a Y.com. Plus, of course, our awesome, 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 awesome playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break channel, which you can catch the game tomorrow with us against Milwaukee with a new look Lakers. Go ahead and check it out tomorrow with us. And of course, the post game and our live coverage starting at 10 a.m. in the morning Pacific time. We're going to go ahead for two and a half hours as well right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So please like and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air, plus also Courtside Lakers on Instagram. Big shout out to them. Also as well, catching this live. And if you catch all that, support all that, plus our preview coverage of the Super Bowl inside sports, fantasy, football, and of course, everything going on in the world of pop culture on the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is sincerely appreciated. That's what we've been doing here in the past 15 minutes since the word dropped for both Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania battling for the news with one guy getting it out sooner, the other guy trying to go ahead and get it more complete. It's been interesting to see the battle between who gets the most information in fast and how when. Because in the past few hours, the Lakers have been trying to negotiate a deal to get themselves rid of Russell Westbrook, and finally get them off their hands after last night's, uh, I guess, uh, reported argument during halftime between Russell Westbrook and Coach Darvin Ham. It seems like there was some trouble brewing there, which kind of expedited even more besides losing Kyrie Irving as well and losing out on that seems to have expedited something more. So the Lakers finally went out and finally pulled off a big three-team trade. How big? That's what we're going to discuss on today's episode of the Lakers Fast Break, and there's still more to come before the trade deadline, we hope. But today, the Lakers, after all is said and done, they pulled off a three-team trade, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the particulars as I have them as of now. The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They got Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley from the Utah Jazz. The Jazz get Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Damian Jones. Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Mike Conley go to Minnesota. Minnesota gets a 2024 lesser of the Washington-Memphis second-round pick and a 2025 and 2026 second-round picks via Utah are also going to Minnesota. And Utah is also getting a Lakers 2027 pick pick. Lightly protected numbers one through four is what I have listed as of right now. It could change as far as the slight tweaking as far as the trade because I still have yet to make the trade call as at this point in time. But that's what we have so far in this live emergency broadcast of the Lakers Fast Break. And here today to talk about what's going on with this trade, two great co hosts indeed. First up, I'm gonna go ahead and see because he looks like he's having some internet slowdown. I want to make sure he's doing okay. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, you're probably going about 15 frames per second. Can you hear us? Yep. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. You're not looking great, but you sound good. Tell us your thoughts on the trade because I know you're tricky internet, so we'll have you go first.
0: I'm real happy with the trade. I think it was I thought even that if we got Conley, that would be fine. We needed to have a point guard. And, um, I think that to get away with it is a one pick trade and to be able to get three players who are young, uh, three players who are bigger, uh, we've got size, we've got shooting now. Um, also you're looking at, you know, you're looking at two guys who shoot eight and six threes a game now in your backcourt. So we and you've got a six, four backcourt now, all of a sudden. Um, so I think that, you know, it's a great trade. And I think the real the real genius move of the trade was to be able to get out of Conley and, and replace him with Delo. D'Lo shooting 39% from three, um, six, eight of them a game rather, uh, six a game, excuse me. Um, and he's, he's just, he's exactly what we need in, in a bigger guard. I think that, you know, he and Beasley are not great defenders. So it's it's not a move that's going to really help us in that way, but they're both three inches taller than the pair of six-one guards that we put out there for those mini lineups. Um, and Vanderbilt shooting forty-six percent from three just won a game, so it's not like he's a, a volume three-point shooter, but he's a good defender. Um, he's mostly playing power forward and a little bit of center, so he's more of a four-five rather than a three-four, which still leaves us really weak, and we really need a good three-four. Um, because even even Rui is really a four five in a sense. So we've strengthened our guard position. We've strengthened our our four and five our front court position. Um, man, it would be perfect if we could go out there and and get us somebody to play the three who could really put some points in there. And if that guy could really be a defender, that would be absolutely the best perfect match for us. But uh, Polenka's two out of two. He's got to be three out of three, though, because I think there has to be another trade tied with this trade.
1: Absolutely. And that's a big question. Saw- will, will,
0: he, will he pony up that extra pick?
1: After what we used, said. Use saw-
0: that, that with Walker and Beverly.
1: Now, after what we saw last night, uh, unfortunately, the Lakers do need a lot of help, and we see some of it today. Uh, the thing, though, is uh, – and I'm going to ask this with Joe here, who's here on the show – He is the man behind Ox1947 at LakersBall.com and also SimBlades.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, how much do you think outside of obviously needing a change, do you think it was more the loss last night, the terrible defense, or was it the argument with Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook at halftime that may have uh, maybe expedited this trade a little bit more?
2: The template of this trade had been rumored, uh, a few days ago, I don't think last night's argument was. I think it's a coincidence that they that Darwin okay, we'll Darwin Ham finally uh, Darwin finally blew a gasket. Now, what I my the, the cynic in me thinks Darwin Ham may have gotten word from Rob that Russ was going to be gone, and then now he ponied up and said, "What do I got to lose?"
0: Or, <laughs> or maybe Russ had that attitude that. Tonight's my last night in the Laker uniform. So could
2: could could be, uh, but uh, we're still trying to figure out what what happened with uh, Anthony Davis. That's really the only concern I've had uh, since yesterday. The fact that he seemed disconnected for whatever reason. I, I've seen him be unmotivated. I used that word last night on the show, but he looked disconnected when you start seeing footage of how he looked on the sidelines and kind of that situation, but this is a, this is a addition by subtraction in so many ways. And we, we do get younger. We had three, we have three guys now that are 26, 24 and 23. So, and and one of them shoots just under 40% from three, uh, can handle the ball is six foot four. And has had a pretty darn good season uh, relative to the amount of minutes he's played.
0: Career season, really?
2: Yes. You know, Minnesota was always known as the Siberia of the NBA. I like to call New Orleans the Siberia of, M- of the NBA now, but before them, it was Minnesota. And I, I'm sure if if, if D'Angelo was putting up the numbers he was putting up, he's been putting up this year. Uh, in New York, L.A., heck, even in Miami, I think there'd be a little bit more buzz around them. This is exactly who you want. If we get that player that's been playing, that's the guy you want. You have a tall guard who can handle the ball, who can shoot. So now I want you guys to imagine something here. Imagine this. AD at the block, LeBron at the top of the key, controlling the offense, and then LeBron going to the hole. The only difference now is if, if Darvin Ham was stubborn to play those, you know, AD and LeBron with, with Westbrook, imagine now switching Westbrook to D'Angelo Russell. And now when you collapse on the LeBron and have to worry about AD doing a putback, now you have an open <laughs> D'Angelo so Russell. Volume 3.2. <laughs> Correct. And you have a guy who's who's... Who played for the Lakers for two years? He understands what we're about here. That part is really cool. What's going to be interesting to see is how well Beasley and Vanderbilt are going to play in a run and gun game. Now, do you yeah. think
1: Beasley and Russell's are new starting guards? Our new starting guards? I,
2: I'm Depends for- on the next trade. I would. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I yes, you guys are both correct. I am satisfied if nothing else happens, this is the best deal you could get. I, I mean, I, I think the biggest shock in this trade is that the Lakers, other than Vanderbilt's $4 million next year, they got what they wanted. They didn't want any money. one For just, you know, one, pick, for just right? one pick. And that one pick, we've been saying we needed that protected. One and they four. got rid of
1: some dead money in JTA and Damian oh, Jones. Oh,
0: oh it oh, was yeah. that was that was nice. That was a that was a great. That thing was a nice. Yes, set that out. I love that one.
2: Absolutely. Here, how some filler? No, yeah, well, what good, it was right. is it is is it's like you got a garage sale. Fifteen
0: people. We were all figuring out what you know. It, the only thing it does is that it does eliminate the need to make another trade.
2: It, it's like when you're at a garage uh, when you when you do a garage sale and you have an item that's been there the whole four hours. And then somebody comes in and says, "Give me that, that," and you know what? I'll take this at the end. With if you if you can if you can give it to me for five bucks, uh, and it was you know ten bucks the whole day. Right. And then you're like, "Yeah, yeah, here." Just it, now we're done with. So it.
1: you just think it's a coincidence, guys, that this argument happened with uh, during halftime of last night's game. Yeah, they obviously embarrassed themselves on national TV during LeBron's record-breaking performance with the with terrible defense, and then we do this trade the next day.
0: No, but I think the way the team played last night and these incidents, all of these very, you had a feeling last night that this team had lost it. The way that AD was unconnected, Russ's little turmoil there, the fact that we lost the game, that we lost sight of what was really more important in the real true world of hard knocks. You know, we needed to win that game badly, and we blew it. Hopefully that was like maybe the bottom you know, that we bounced our butts off of the bottom and now we're slowly rising up with some good. We've trade been saying news. that
1: quite a bit over the course of two seasons, Tom.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been on the bottom. Ideally we shouldn't be anywhere near where we have to worry about hitting the bottom, but you know where we are, but you know, what's interesting about the trade though, is that the Timberwolves coming into the deal, because it, this was really a Jazz Lakers trade that, had, like Joe had said, had been laid out for a week and a half. I've published shots from that trade three or four times. Um, but what's different about it is all of a sudden the idea that maybe Conley can help Gobert, you know, that, that that's, let's bring a guy in that, that could really maybe do something with this whole Gobert situation so that it's not the disaster trade that it is, you know. Um, and I, and I think that that was a big part of it, you know, they, they, they gave up on, they were talking extension with D'Lo and then look at their record, you know, they're like 29 and 27 after, you know, being a championship team supposedly. So I think that's a big part of it. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I I wonder what I have, the game is on right now, isn't it? Six o'clock.
1: Yeah. Just about going on yeah. in a couple of minutes now. I hope, so, I hope they can. Have, I hope they have enough players to play the game. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll manage. Remember, they yeah. got the two ways. That's what the right. benefit of the 17 players with the two ways uh, that you can bring up pretty much in an instant or have them on standby. You can, you know, because they can, they can play what 30 to 40 games, I think, during the course of the season. I right. think that's what they're eligible for before you have to ter- to turn it into a regular contract, as far as the two ways concerned. So. I think those players, uh, the team should be able to field at least seven or eight as far as the rotation on both
0: sides. Are you ready to apologize to Rob and Jeannie yet? No, not even close. I need to see the third trade.
1: I need to see them at the end of the season where they stand. That's what I need to see before I start apologizing. Uh, I mean, you get some rotation players. Rob Rob has done a good
0: job on these two trades, though it's get, okay they're okay I mean, trades
1: uh, they they check a lot some of the boxes not all the boxes obviously the perimeter defense is still of great concern as we saw last night and this doesn't really help in the fact that you know with russell being a terrible <clears> defender <throat> i think that's something that's still going to be an issue but there are some things that it does check off as far as shooting you know now lebron has better shooting but we'll see uh, I'm not going to go ahead and apologize to Jeannie or Rob until we see the end result at the end of the season. Then we'll make sure if we can or cannot go ahead and do that. So we'll see.
3: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me York's all up. of the star trek all of the time and i will be an incredibly happy girl even if it's terrible it's like pizza bad pizza is still pretty good
0: because it's pizza bad star trek is still pretty good because it's still star trek that's the way that i look at it
1: just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool
0: that's it Yep.
1: that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts sean grice is here. He finally did get out of Toronto traffic. It's the madman from Toronto. He actually was in Toronto traffic as the trade was happening. It is Sean Christ, the magic man. <laughs> Just the irony of that. Oh, so great. But great to have you here, my friend. You hear everybody going back and forth. What a great trade. It's the okay trade. I think it fills some needs rotation players. It does increase uh, the likelihood that the Lakers might actually start making a run towards a plan. I mean, they set themselves uh, a pretty far distance behind to go ahead and make up for a lot of time. And there's not much time left to do so. We'll see. This could do it. This could get them in the play and mix, but your thoughts on the trade for D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley coming to the Lakers.
3: Yeah, Gerald, you're right. It checks, uh, a few boxes, off. some, yeah, not most and definitely not all. Um, I just wrote a comment there on stuck in Toronto traffic on the, on the Gardner and, uh, a few to, uh, Doug Ford and the, the whole Ontario government for the mess that they've created. But that I digress, sir. Uh, it feels like the surgery was a success but the patient's still gonna die. That, Sean, I'm
1: the, waiting for the day that we could do Jetsons or Star Wars like with flying cars. I think that'd probably be better.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, probably probably just before before uh I'll be dead. That's yeah, I mean. so will I. So will Joe <laughs> and so will Tom. We'll all be dead. I'll be dead before all of you, so He's George Jetson.
1: Okay, getting back they to... They've been the talking day, about that for four you know,
3: years. That's a change. Anyway, anyway... Of the Clippers, if he's released. Yeah, just to be perfectly blunt here, I feel like, you know, the surgery is a success, but the patient's still going to die. Uh, I think we've bled out too much, Gerald, especially, you know... You just think we've given up too much ground. Yes, that's the issue. I think they're I think... This trade will give them a shot in the arm. I think potentially, you know, they could go uh, maybe a little bit of a run. But I think that the problem is, is just there's not enough runway left. They've lost too many games at this point. There's too much ground to make up. Um, you, You made a very adroit point the other night, Gerald, that, you know, it's like the top six is out. Like, it's lights out there. So, you have to play for the plan, and you know, Minnesota was Minnesota is so confident they'll probably be in the plan that they made this trade. One of the things I
1: do want to ask though is Sean, you know, that seems to be the the feeling. There's two, it's that that one actually the comment was made that it should have been done three weeks ago. I agree, if Mm it had this been done three weeks ago, maybe I feel a bit better about the trade. Uh I still feel pretty good about it. Uh, and the, the reason why is the second reason is because Russell Westbrook and the enigma, uh, I think I started off th- the first comments I ever made on it. As far as when he got traded to the Lakers, I compared it to the colonoscopy that I got. So uh, I think <laughs> that's the case. Yeah. If you remember that episode, you can look back at it because I had that. And I thought I actually, I think I rated the colonoscopy better than the Russell Westbrook trade, but be that <laughs> as it may, the enigma that is Russell Westbrook is now gone because I thought it was, uh, I was very adamant that this was a bad trade from the get go. And I don't want to say I was right. I don't want to say you were right because I think you were adamant about it too. Tom was kind of, let's wait and see if I think, uh, if I think that's the case, nobody actually really truly loved it. But for all those that hated it, I think we were justified today with the final straw that he's now gone and out of a Lakers uniform.
3: Yeah, Gerald. Absolutely. hundred um, percent. You know, I'll give you your flowers. Here you go. I'll take them in this case. Yeah. I will take them. Yeah, it's a big bouquet by the way, because you were adamant from the get go from the hop. It's I
1: drove, I drove. And I think that was at the day I was drove, drove back like 300 miles too, as far as, Oh uh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so you had a lot of time. To,
3: you had a lot of time to think about this uh, impending uh, iceberg. We were headed towards. Well, um, I think
1: everybody on the panel blue did not have the greatest of opinions. I'd have to go back and look at the taste, but I you know over the course of time I didn't, even if
3: I I didn't even I, if they I, said I, they
1: loved the trade at the time, they no, soon realized as soon as they saw yeah. the product out there and how Russell Westbrook was as a fit, they soon came to the realization that all of us on the panel said this was not going to work out.
3: Yeah, Gerald, you know, uh He needed shooting, man. I mean Le- Hold, hold on, hold on. Tom simple, LeBron man. LeBron said that uh that after the first couple of practices, he knew was not going to work, and yeah. um, you know what? <clears throat> when you play in together in an All Star game, or you played together on the Olympic team, and you're practicing together, that's a completely different animal than than, than league play on a team where you have to s- be willing to sacrifice and not pout about your role. And that's what a team is. It's, you know, some people on a team think they're, you know, ready to ascend and they deserve more responsibility. And a lot of times, Gerald, it's like uh, Icarus where, you know, you just fly too close to the sun and those wings go on fire and you're in the drink. So, but sometimes people really do ascend if you give them more responsibility, more accountability, uh, you know, happened to Magic Johnson, it happened to Isaiah Thomas, happened to Tony Parker, um, just as a few examples, but with Russell Westbrook, man, I mean, like you said, Joe, from the, from the giddy up, uh, it's not a good fit. About three quarters of his athleticism, Are gone. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm guessing, and I'm sure the panel will back me up here. He's missed at least, at least more than sixty percent of his his rim attempts, especially on driving layups. I mean, they just don't go in for him anymore. You know, and it's funny; it's
0: not not his athleticism either, because. Every game, oh, he can still get to the, the cup. He just can't there finish, there. Tom. He just can't finish. Yeah, he just can't finish. Is exactly right because he still gets
3: to the rim like nobody else in the league, man. I mean, yeah, yeah but it's difficult. It's difficult when you don't athlete finish. Athlete. You know that, sir. It's difficult when you can't finish. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it's just it's it's what turns.
0: It's like we've talked about it so many times. It's the blown and layup that turns into a five-point play. You know
3: yeah no no that's exactly it it's 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 almost as if it's almost as if you've blown a tire and instead of going off the shoulder you're going back into the into right right into the traffic traffic. yeah Yeah. good that's a great analogy except we got two
0: blown tires (laughs) and we need to get rid of the second tire oh man seriously think about this What I saw last night from everybody on the Lakers and even the last two games was a team that had overachieved to hang in where they are, but they just didn't have the talent and they were a lost team and they needed a fresh start and a fresh start means new people. And so I'm glad this trade is bringing in three new people. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see a couple two, two or three or four more people come in too. Um, I'm glad we moved some players. We still have, to get rid of Beverly, I think, and we still have dead, wood, rid- dead wood,
3: dead wood. So money? we've gotten we've gotten rid of, and it's no disrespect. I don't mean it disrespectfully to him, but that's just oh. the correct term for for what's going on here.
0: We and just Pat can't Benz, waste. We just more, can't
3: waste another guy like you know, Malik well. more here. dead wood, and you need and you need to put that in the wood chipper too. Well, yeah. let me uh, let me ask this
1: to Joe because I want to get him involved as well, Joe. Uh, r- Miles Turner seems to be the name that's right now hot on the chat, but I think people are forgetting that his current salary for this year was reconstructed. Is he making about 30 for this yes. year as opposed to the regular, what, 17 yes. to 19 he was making? Yes, before? and his, his
3: number goes down significantly yeah. in the next two years.
1: But this year it's around
0: 30, so mm-hmm.
2: the Lakers don't it's really 35, have – It's 35, and then it goes down to 20 okay. again next year. Okay. okay. The, but,
0: but, but they also have – they also have cap space Do do so can absorb. They can take, you know, less, it, but, it.
1: but they probably want more than one first round pick for him,
0: which is, so all gonna, the Lakers if, have yeah, left. if they were going to do a
2: trade, yeah, if they were going to do a trade, which they're not, because Indiana not trading with the Lakers until I see it. Um, you would need a three-team trade. You would need to have the third team send Indiana an unprotected pick. The Lakers would have to send the 29th pick unprotected. And I guess Lonnie Walker and Beverly? Yeah. Yeah. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. If you make that trade, if Indiana turns into Danny Ainge in this deal, which a lot of people in Utah right now are not very happy, which is a good sign. That means Danny Ainge made a deal that actually he didn't win. Um
1: I think Paul, our our regular Utah uh actually a t- person in the chat would probably not be happy right about yes, that. But
2: bad. but I, I believe Utah I might know, Danny's eat.
0: Danny's collected almost as many first round picks now.
2: This I may have been done. a favor to Minnesota.
0: Yep, got this may words. have been Utah a
2: this, yeah, this was probably not a I mean still guys, the, the the Utah's getting a five at the very least, a five pick a top five uh, a fifth or more pick in this deal in 27 and that there's a good there's maybe a chance that that's very good that it's going to happen okay or it
0: could be in the 20s
2: again uh, that's hope right and at some point these relationships become important people we want we, that's why we keep talking about this the relationship that Minnesota has with Utah helped in this deal the lakers got three young Really young. One is a really good defender. One is a really good offensive player. Let's just say
1: shoot. under 30. Let's just say under 30. And they're not
2: under 30. They're almost under 25, under, a lot of them. Under 25.
0: How old is yeah. yeah. How old yeah, is 26. 26.
4: 26.
2: It's, it's 26, 24, and 23. Okay. Okay? okay? What does that mean? Guys. Age. We're feeding. talking about guys that can run up and down the court. What did the Lakers do really well? Gerald? What do you always – Yelling at while we're playing transition, 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 <laughs> transition right? Merchandising,
1: up. Can D'Angelo push the ball up like uh Russell Westbrook? Could
2: we
3: don't do? need to. We need well, D'Angelo. You know what you know what he purpose. can't. You know what he can do that Russell Westbrook can't? He can make oh, transition two. threes. Yeah, of he, course. Yeah,
2: he can shoot the ball. That's we, true. before Sean got on here, we explained why the difference between Having a defense collapse on LeBron and, a, and trying to guard AD from the putbacks is now going to be a little bit more difficult if D'Angelo is in the corner. That's the and difference.
1: I mean, you know, Beasley likes to chuck up threes. And don't forget,
2: guys. He can Vanderbilt. get you know,
3: Gerald.
0: D'Angelo's can, averaged seven and eight threes per game the last two years. Beasley has averaged six and seven threes per game the last two years.
1: Oh yeah, they, yeah. Don't ask. You got two guys who are going to rain
0: threes. And, and that's the big difference because you got a lot of guys like Austin Reeves or Lonnie Walker, who, who shoot three or four threes in a game and make one or two of them and they shoot 38, 40%, but they don't take enough shots to make a difference. When you got a guy who's taking eight shots a game and he makes three or four threes, that's nine or 12 points. That's a big difference maker. So those are the guys who, those are the guys that you don't leave alone in the corner. They have gravity. They attract that defender and make sure he can't help out so you put beasley in one corner and you put d in the other corner and and the other three guys are playing three on three that's the difference in the game
1: the question i have though is uh, was it you tom or was it you that said that uh, lebron had said after the first couple practices he realized it wasn't going to work with russ I mean, uh, Someone of you guys said it right here. Dis- I, I don't I know. I don't know the validity of that. Oh, oh you LeBron did. Then. Okay. Yes. If that's the case, why don't after a couple practices you go to Rob and say you got to trade this guy. You got to trade this guy again. It's, well, he could.
0: So why not Why don't we get together, guys, for a couple of sure, days? Sure. See All how this works let's,
3: out. Let Let's be Let's be frank about why this happened and what it's a byproduct of. I, I I thought I explained it the other night, but I guess I wasn't. um...
1: Oh, no, you did. I just like bringing these things up for conversation. Well,
3: yeah, it's just the fact that he's a universe in and of himself. And when he comes into your organization, his universe is bigger than yours. And that's what's happening. I I, I imagine BTS is like. You you guys want to
2: hear an interesting stat? The last 10 days. And Coldplay. (laughs) Coldplay? They suck. D'Angelo Russell has hit 7, 7, and 6 three-pointers in this last week in three games. Okay. Okay. That is – you're talking about just in three-pointers. That's, that's three-point gravity for you. 18 that's points, 21 points. Point yes. You're talking about a – you're talking about just in three-point shots. This guy – we are looking at parts of a puzzle that fit. Don't forget, Vanderbilt can play defense and this play well. True. That's probably why Utah is angry right now.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't shoot anything on the outside really for you. Uh, That's I'll fine. That's fine. He plays forty-six percent for three. Well, there's a reason why they got rid of him because, they, they, you know, with Vanderbilt, he's uh, known more as a defensive player. That's fine. Hey, look,
2: we can't challenge. get – look, if we could get 40% three-point shooters in one trade, three of them, then that's a that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just yeah. not going to happen. And he
1: is, according to Zangerstein, as uh, what we've noted as well here on the show, he is
0: a wing defender.
1: Yes, I agree with you there.
0: I'm well, just throwing that um, off as far as really conversation. Defender. He's not really a wing defender. Because he can defend the wing. He, he can defend the wing. He, defender. Defender, he can defend the wing because he's got size, wing. but he doesn't have the speed. He's a power forward and he plays well, good, you know. Excellent you know rebound. played zero minutes at the three in the last two years. I've zero. See we still sorry. need a three. We still need a three.
3: Go ahead, Sean. Go yeah, ahead. no, I was I was just I was just gonna say what one, one of the reasons why the jazz could play Walker Kessler. Vanderbilt together was because Kessler is a threat always to shoot the three, even though the thing
1: is, though, let me ask you this though, D'Angelo Russell, you know, I've always liked him as a player, but I realize his extreme limitations on the defensive side. Correct. Probably cost him his roles in Brooklyn while the lake, while the Lakers, because of, you know, a trade issue, but Brooklyn golden state, and now Minnesota, there are reasons why he's been traded or, you know, you know, left, from those teams. It's not that he's burned these bridges like Kyrie or anything like that, or Russell Westbrook or anything like that. It's just that there are flaws in his game that, you know, teams have not been able to overcome or feel that they wanted to overcome to accentuate his strengths. The Lakers have got to find a way to go ahead and, and overcome, you know, the, whatever uh, things that he has flaws in his game and overcome to utilize his strengths and be able to accentuate that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, everybody's excited about it. I think it adds more yeah. size. I like it. More shooting. Yeah. Sure. You know, obviously those great things, but there are reasons why he is now on his uh, this, you know, if you include the Lakers twice, it's his fifth team on, in the NBA.
3: Yes, Gerald. He's, he's traveled quite a bit. I, so I'm giving far. both
1: sides. That's why. Yeah.
3: No, no. I understand that. And yeah. The, um, but you know what, Gerald, what this comes down to is, I can't disagree with anything any of the panelists have said so far. Joe is correct about the youth and the continuity and Tom is correct about uh the shooting and the uh the ability to spread the floor. And Gerald, you've played the devil's advocate and explained why this may be disadvantageous from a I actually like penalty. the trade.
1: Just a the trade that. is
3: great, man. Come I on. think the trade is great too. Day, I just I'm just I think it's too little too late. And yeah, so that it, it, could be. it could be. It could be. The better trade would have been this year. I'm Let just talking about this here. year. I, I don't read read mean in me. the future. Here's here's All why we right. don't
2: know. Here's why we don't know that we knew that last night. But here's where things change. We are looking at the standings at, at the moment. The Lakers are two games out of the tenth seed, which is the playing last playing spot. Yes, they are four games. Off of the sixth seed, and what about show the you the, seed? the sixth seed, not the eighth. Uh, the, the eighth might be really where we might have to be. The you're talking about 27 games now, where you're you you have a chance to make up two games, which isn't too insurmountable, insurmountable right? Um, but the problem right now in Golden State, which has the seven, is I don't think Curry's going to be right the rest of the year. They're going to have a problem. New Orleans Pelicans, before this trade happened, we infused some kind of uh, gamma ray into them, and they started winning everything. Hopefully they come down. Everybody does that. Hopefully the Hulk comes back down to David Banner. Minnesota Timberwolves and Utah Jazz are probably now looking at maybe not being too aggressive and going all the way right now. Maybe they're still going to play to win, but maybe not as important. So the Lakers have a chance here if they can gel quickly to – make a run. But I'll feel a lot better if they can get rid of Beverly and get one more guy. Now they got three, and I said that at the beginning. They can get two or three guys that have some some value in this particular offense, which they did. They got a good defender, they got a good shooter, and they got a guy that kind of does a little bit of both. Yes. Go ahead and 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 see if you can get something for Beverly and maybe Lonnie Walker, even though I do like Walker's athleticism, but I know you gotta put the contracts together a certain way. I'm just amazed that they got rid of the the dead weight on top of everything. You know, yeah. those be roster spots now that might be the your favorite word guys precursor to being able to get more in this next trade as well. Not just a one for one.
0: Yeah. What I just didn't want to see is that tweet coming from mode saying that the Lakers have decided to focus on the buyout market. Uh, I <laughs> you know, just, like we've, we've seen the last two years.
1: I just want to clarify, though, something that Tom Mm -hmm. said incorrectly, and I also want to clarify for the audience. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt is 19 of 57 on the year from three at 33 percent, according to ESPN stats right now. So he is not what you would call. I saw that.
0: I saw the difference in that, but I saw some other stats that said he was at 46 percent. His or overall, is, he doesn't take many threes. He doesn't no. take many threes and
1: he doesn't make many. And he threes. shoots like
0: 50% from the free throw line. So it's, you know, he's one yeah, of those
1: that's, it's 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 uh, neither here nor there. Actually, right now he's at 65%, almost 66% from the free throw
0: line. You know, one of the things that has been missed on this whole trade, and it's one of the most important things about the trade is that we are getting back for Russ's $47 million. We're getting back, $47 million in contracts. And while 31 of it is in Russell's hands, which is an expiring contract. You have to look at the history of where Russell was or where, uh, D'Angelo Russell has gone and what has happened to him in those situations. Um, starting with the, the trade from the Lakers to, to the nets, you know, and then the Nets trade, uh, he's been brought aboard for one reason. Kyrie Irving. He's the sign and trade for Kyrie Irving because he's in the same situation as Kyrie is. He wants more than he's going to be able to get in free agency. So he needs to sign and trade. Um, And that's exactly what the Warriors did with him. You know, the Warriors took him because they knew even though he didn't fit with Steph, they knew at some point in time they could cash him in and they cashed him in. Um, And we'll probably do the same thing. We don't, he, unless D'Angelo has a sensational season and there is no superstar available this summer, the odds are that he's going to be trade. So we needed to, you know, th- this makes it tr- possible that they may keep this other pick because they'll have two picks come draft day. And they'll also have tradable contracts which are really good. I mean, that's the one thing that has kept the jazz in everybody's conversation. Cause they, they got four or five, I might even, I might even trade Beverly, Beverly and into the that situation and give him to the, uh, to the other team and, and go after Clarkson, and let's add Clarkson, let's add. How about you know. this Tom though? What does Richardson make from the Spurs? Well, if you can get Richardson for a second round pick, Gerald, I'd sure go for it. or
1: or for one of the salaries. Uh, like we're getting, ca- we're getting kind of low on
0: second round picks. I must tell you. I know <laughs> well, we're getting getting kind of low on everything. On you
3: yeah. can well, one well, you know we can again, buy those. We as we did this uh, year, we again, can buy into uh, those. So. Yeah, but Gerald again,
2: Richardson makes twelve million.
3: yeah, he makes twelve million. We're, we're, yeah, right 12 million. The, uh, certain we're going of a
1: certain person.
3: Go we're ahead, going Charles. back. We're, we're going back again to this stupid goddamn archaic salary cap that the NBA has decided to, to not amend at all no. where you can't trade consecutive first round picks because of an asshole named Ted Stepian <laughs> who owned the cap yeah. and he traded basically James Worthy to the Lakers door. And he also traded a bunch of other great players. I could go into. He's also the
0: rule why you can't trade. We more love than him in LA. LA. We yeah. love him. Of he course, of draft course. Draft <laughs> For that period. very he reason, traded still, Mike we. Yes, okay. we'll yeah, get you on too, first round so, draft. Yeah.
3: unprotected. But anyway, he's the reason why you can't trade consecutive first-round picks, and I think that's, I think that's bully, Gerald. I think that's really bully because. I think they need to amend that rule for specific instances. For example, you don't have an amnesty anymore. So if I can attach consecutive first round picks to a contract that a team is willing to absorb, why not? Why the hell not? It doesn't make any sense, but I digress. I was just going to say, so Gerald, we have a game coming up against the bucks. Do you, how do you feel about that one?
1: Well, I feel that the Lakers play the bucks well. So, especially after the embarrassing, uh, you know, performance on, on Tuesday, they better start getting themselves together. Plus they should be energized with the trade. So I'm sure Milwaukee will probably do a trade before the trade deadline. So they may feel the same way as well, but I really think, though, that the Lakers uh, should be energized by this trade. You know, I think Rob is doing what he can. Didn't say it's great. We'll see what the results are. I I like the
3: trade. Find out in the first 10 minutes because the energy of this team has completely changed with him off the. If the energy has changed,
1: and that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. How is this going to affect the encore product going? How's it going to affect (laughs) Anthony
0: Davis? Is the most important thing because if Anthony Davis correct, correct,
3: correct, Tom, because if it is an MVP, AD, we we don't have a chance to help, right? We live and die on the hill of AD on the defensive end. Now, is he willing to get down in the dirt like he did, you know, a couple of years ago. And, but that well, was a, a couple months ago, man. That was I, a different, well, he yeah, a was a different situation. He didn't have to think about maybe some of the flaws that KCP or Kuzma or Caruso had defensively because they played a system in which he was basically the goalie and they were able to control the perimeter around him. They can't really do that right now. D'Angelo Russell is, you know, he's a leaky defender. He's not, he doesn't spout anymore. He, he doesn't get, get beat really, really bad as he used to, but he does leak a lot. And it's it's, it's a potential problem. AD so has to make up this? for him. I think fun. Vanderbilt helps AD significantly. You know, it's interesting I think now maybe you could play Vanderbilt and Thomas Bryant together for a few minutes if you really need to spell Anthony Davis, because the length there is significant. And Vanderbilt does have the height to be a rim deterrent, where Thomas Bryant doesn't. Yeah, it's funny, Vanderbilt's staff, Vanderbilt has verticality. steal a
0: game in four-tenths of a block, so he's really more of an active. You know, they could also start Reeves at shooting guard. You know, I mean, if you want defense, and then the other thing is that if you have somebody like Beverly available, I still love the idea of getting a hold of New Orleans Noel and making sure you've got a rim protector on the court for 48 minutes a game.
1: Make sure you got the hot dogs in the break room ready as far as the in the press room. So got to make sure that they're ready for him. That's an inside joke there for, for the NBA. Uh, I guess uh, knowledgeable out there on that. But I don't know if New Orleans Noel would do it for me. I think probably would probably lean somewhere else as far as defensive center is concerned. But the one mm-hmm. thing I do want to ask you guys before we head on out, uh, I think we'll probably stay online and continue our thoughts because you guys are going crazy here in the chat. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and ask, Will Russell Westbrook, the trade for Russell Westbrook, go down in Lakers history? I almost feel like going back to you know Lakers history 101 and Lakers Fastbrook University on this. Will the Russell Westbrook <laughs> trade go down as the worst trade in Lakers history? I'll start off with Joe.
2: We will know that in two months. If the Lakers go on a run and win 20 of the next 27 games, yes, it'll be 100%.
0: Which trade are you talking about? You're talking about the original trade or the original original one that caused us all pain and doom for almost
1: two seasons. Go ahead, Tom. What's your thoughts? Obviously
0: it's the worst trade I I can imagine.
1: Okay. And Sean, is this, do you think this is the worst trade that the Lakers ever did?
3: By far, there's not even a close second.
1: Oh my gosh. He didn't even hesitate. (laughs) Well, you know, my thoughts when I compared it that day to a colonoscopy. So I think you already know what my answer is. Oh, wow!
3: Yeah that that was a uh, that was very uh, uh, vivid, Gerald.
1: Yes, I, I there was no other way for me to describe it, so I'll leave it at that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans! So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for on the fly on an emergency Lakers fast break podcast. Truly appreciate everybody watching this got some great numbers today so far. So we cannot thank you enough for stopping by. The chat has been off the charts from sovereign blue magic. CeeLo. Hey CeeLo. Great to have you here. Why didn't they want Conley? I think Conley right now, uh, age and size, yeah, age, size, but also just, he's just not a a with what the Lakers want to do. I think, uh, I just think that he's probably a better fit on a team that maybe is a little bit closer, you know, to what they think would be a championship run. Although him on Minnesota, I don't think is there yet. I think he brings though, maybe some maturity that they need. I don't think the Lakers need, you know, that much maturity when you have LeBron AD and some real veterans on the roster, you need youth and shooting. And, shooting. and uh, they did get a little bit of that today and in, in this trade. So that, that I think was most important, but you know, for Minnesota, they get themselves a, a more seasoned veteran to maybe, uh, I guess uh, you know get that get that group in Minnesota that seems to be all over the place a little bit more straightened out on the straight narrative. He's been having a pretty decent season for Utah. He seems to be uh, helping with that young core, so maybe he'll do the same for Minnesota. But yeah, guys, uh, I think this is so far. I I like what I saw with the trade. You know, Rob is getting. You know, maybe he can get out of the doghouse now a little bit. But you know, whether he or not, he one more trade. Yeah, one more trade more trade trade, and we'll. And we'll see what happens at the end of the season. We'll see the 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 you know the, the fallout from this. Will the Lakers go ahead and use this momentum? Will they be able to, with this roster, go forward and maybe another tweak or two maybe go forward and be able to make a strong run here for the rest of the season? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, starting out 25 and 30, it's almost like starting behind the eight ball.
0: But, we have an easy uh, schedule, yeah. supposedly the easiest schedule. Uh,
1: you know, starting with Milwaukee ain't so easy, but <laughs> well, but after Milwaukee, it's...
0: I, I know
1: they've got some games against golden state. Uh, I think they play what three times in the next wow. dozen or so games. Uh, yeah. A lot of uh, good stuff on the way if, if, with Curry out of the game and whatnot, but guys, it's been a great time so far talking about this, but before we head an out, I mean, what do they still need to do? We've talked a little bit about that. Joe, if you're in back in the GM's chair, which looks like you're sitting back on right now. And I'm going to ask this of Tom and Sean here in a minute. Who are you targeting with Walker, with uh, Beverly and with a first round pick still left and maybe a second rounder or two. I think you only have like two or one or two left. So who would you target with whatever you have left of your assets?
2: You have two options here. Let's say what would be realistic. Let's say two types of traits two uh, for the same player. Pat Bev, Max Christie, and a second-round pick to Toronto for Gary Trent Jr. Or a protected first, Pat Bev, for Gary Trent Jr.
1: You think that Toronto would go for it? Because I'm sure he's going to be a hot-
2: They have to get rid of one of those guys. It doesn't matter. He's the one that are
0: going to trade before Yeah, I
2: I think Van Fleet. I don't know. Uh, There's some lineage there. He's a champion there. I don't – I would pick – Trent – I'm telling you, Trent would – Jr. would be – it would be the – I just imagine him and, and and D'Angelo on the corners now. He's an underrated
0: defender too. He's I don't care
2: about size right now. Right now okay. I'm thinking about guys that can play ball. We're okay. already – we're already competing in a lot of these games with the crappy size and the horrible – Shooting. Rotations, right? And shooting. Now imagine – we still have the same size guys, but they can actually freaking shoot. It changes the whole dynamic of the game. I, this is, look, you take, you take KCP, you take Kuzma, and you take Caruso, and you separate all of them into their own world. They're marginal players. You put them on the Lakers in 2020, and they were super glue. That's what we're going to find out about these guys. Should there be another trade, which I hope there is. Should should this, should this we get one more player of impact, we are going to see how good LeBron, Darvin Ham, and AD are now. Because Rob is essentially bringing back what we had in 2021 before AD went down in Phoenix.
1: I'd like to keep Schroeder. I know that's a name that's being tossed about. We may have to go ahead and, and let
0: him go as part of no, a package gonna, He's a backup point guard. Yeah. No, no, I, like Schroeder's to,
2: good. Schroeder's good. I, 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 no, know. I'm, good. Well, hold
1: on. I was going to say, I would like to see him stay. I mean, uh, it's there a real possibility that another team might want him now, which is kind no. of funny because this time last year, nobody wanted him. But I would like to see him stay somewhere in the rotation as, you know, coming off the bench type deal. That's my personal he preference. He replaces Russ on the bench. Game.
3: Yeah. He replaces yeah. Russ we I will never have to endure another minute of Lakers basketball having to watch Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and Pat Beverly play defense together. That was – Gerald, that was like a thousand – I'm a diabetic. That was like a thousand needles in my back as a basketball fan – Having to endure that over and over again. And so looking, let me ask
1: you this. So let me ask you this, Sean, and then I'll close out with Tom. If you're sitting in that nice, comfy office I made a thumbnail of the other day in Rob's office, who are you making the call to and what player are you or players are you trying to get back?
3: Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, obviously, uh, what Joe was saying. Kind of projecting and alluding to was obviously logical and, and sensible that's uh that's a very reasonable offer and uh you know we'll see you know the, i i know I, like everybody thinks that you know you can you can basically deal with the raptors you know it, if if you re if you paid attention to local media here over his tenure it's very difficult to negotiate with him. He is very hard-lined. He knows he wants to win every deal. Yes, he does. And he almost does. He usually uh, does. <laughs> yes, he usually does. He usually comes out the win. Go ahead, Joe.
2: This officially puts Utah in Wendanyama sweepstakes. I think that's what they're trying to do now. Yeah. I think so that's, that's smart. one less, that's,
0: ask me the question now. That's one less
2: team now we got to deal with a perfect to get to the plane. Oh, I will. Plan. I, will.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's
1: actually smart for Utah cuz they're a middling perfect. 500 team but they've got a lot of promise. They've got like Tom said 15,000 picks. I know I know Z you said Lakers have three uh, second nine, round uh, 19 unprotected pricks, or 19 first round pricks. Picks. Yeah, this yeah, you're this right. One's lightly so, yeah. That's <laughs>
2: You said it right the first time.
1: What?
3: I said it right the first time. No, I didn't. No, Gerald, that was a Freudian slip, Gerald. That was a Freudian slip by Gerald. um,
2: We have three usable second-round picks to uh, to trade and obviously the 29th first-round pick. Rob, I tell you what. I doubted you, and I had every right to doubt you, but if you do one more trade – after the after what you did right now one more trade that gets us another really good player to get rid of cameraman i will bow down
1: tom last call for you if you're sitting in that gm's chair obviously you had your share (laughs) of trades. you've already shown at laker tom on twitter and also lakerholics.com where are you leaning towards as far as a player to deal with whatever little assets we have left
0: I would probably make the first shot at uh, the same one that uh, Joe did. I I think Gary Trent Jr. can be had. Um, I think he would be perfect fit for the Lakers. If I couldn't get him, I would be tempted to keep the pick. And I would be tempted to go to the uh, and try to make a trade for. uh, I, I still like the idea of having a backup center who can protect the rim. I think that is so critically important to the defense of this team. So I like the idea of going after New Orleans Noel and uh, the other player that is making around the same amount. So Noel makes nine, and there's another guy nine, uh, Alec Burks. Those are the two guys I'd go for. I'd use uh, Beverly and, and Walker to get those two guys. Um, you get a backup shooting guard who's really good, uh, shoots 40%. You got another 40% volume shooter. Um, and you add a center who basically, when he filled in for the Pistons for three starts, was averaging two and a half blocks and 1.5 steals per game.
3: And and, and to Polinka's credit, yeah, I, I got to give him credit here. He at least negotiated a protected pick. It is yeah. one to four, but at least he negotiated that. But yeah. that switch no, from no, Conley... The no deal swaps, was no the swaps, genius part of the move deferred. No, you negotiate a protected pick in case the glass has right. to break. Well,
0: and but, it, but also it turns it, 29 it, is the one you protect because you can't roll it over to 30 because
2: it's too early. It, here's the other thing is if it doesn't, if it, if the Lakers, if it is a four pick or above, it goes to a second round pick for Utah. They get something. It's just,
3: yeah. That's not nothing. But at least he negotiated it. So, yep, got to give him credit. We're credit. Rob hasn't come out and said we're done, right? I didn't hear anything. I hope not. I certainly hope not. Again, the
1: Lakers do need, I think, to make one more trade uh, or, you know, two trades, whatever. They need to get uh, one or two more players in there, I think, still. We talked about this before as far as the Lakers – needing to improve numbers three through 17 on the roster. They do need to go ahead and bulk it up. And they did take a good step in that doing that today. I will admit that I'm impressed with the fact that he was able to do it with a lightly protected first round pick. He didn't go all the way unprotected. Uh, the fact is that the Lakers, you know, if something were to really go off the rails in 27, they could still look to towards that, you know, as far as being a, we could still possible... think. Yeah. We can still so, think. Or we decide to tank for whatever reason at that point in time, but you know that's out uh, in the future.
3: So, it let me ask you. Just a tank. Let me ask you a question, Tom. Let me ask you a question. Would you trade that twenty twenty nine pick for Jakob Paro? No. No. Another guy. Who can't wait,
0: wait wait, 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 wait. Just a second, because there is one aspect about that that is very interesting, and that is that there is a team out there who really, really, really wants. Jakob Porto, and it's the Toronto Raptors. Exactly.
3: They, they traded him, him and they'd like him back. On want him back. So, you
0: know,
3: I've always felt that they were the team to add on and, you know, hopefully be able that to- might be be intre- That might be interesting to them. Yeah. That might be interesting to It was them. the only thing that interested me about the Spurs. <laughs> I didn't because like anything. Didn't I didn't want any like, no, of the no, guys. No, no. See, Toronto, Tom, that's interesting because- See, then you pit those two against one another. You know what, Sean? You, you you just brought something to light, though.
0: Considering the fact that he makes the same amount of money as Nurlands Noel, I'm gonna change my previous answer. I would try to get Pertle and I'd take Pertle and Richardson, for example, without giving them a first round pick, give them those three second round picks or something I like that. I think they
3: might do that actually. And this and works.
0: then because because once you get in, once you get to the end of the year, you know you're going to be able to move Pirtle somewhere, and he can do the rim protection that you need for the second team that New and well could do. I believe that.
2: I believe, so, the, I believe so, the Lakers so. have good point, Sean. Thank if, you. If, 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 if I'm hearing the Knicks are going to, there's word that the Knicks may buy out Cam Reddish. So in terms of buy, the buyout market, that might be an option if the Lakers can't. Get Bev out now. Here's what I I know this is going to be weird for me to say, but if if there's one thing that Bev has done well this last month is shooting threes. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you had to keep them chaos, okay, chaos. okay a little bit, but please Rob <laughs> one more thing get get one more impact player, one perfect role player that can work with this and. Let's let's see if we can go on a 20 out of 27 run here to, to end the season. And well, maybe that's get what we're going to
0: have to do. We're going to have to do something like that. We're going to have to win 19, 20 games.
1: But you know. I, I just don't know this fascination with with Reddish. He shoots 30 percent. He shoots like Russell Westbrook from the outside. I understand yeah. he's athletic. I understand he's young, but he's found his way to DNPs on two different teams in his short career already. Yeah, but that's, look at Malik. Monk. Tell you
0: something. Look at Malik Monk, look at Lonnie Walker, guys who had pedigrees because they were drafted much higher than what they performed. And when you're getting guys who are at the minimum salary, that's what you're looking for. Reddish is that next stack up, which is the same place where Vanderbilt is, you know, which is Sadiq Bay. You know, they're the guys who are still on rookie contracts, but they're not doing well enough that they want to extend them for sure. So all of a sudden they become available in a trade with the Lakers. You know, I mean, the other option I was almost going to say was I would I might take Bohan and and Bay, and give them give them a first round unprotected pick for it, because we don't have any forwards,
3: we don't have any small forwards. I will say this though, Gerald, if the Raptor if the Raptors really want that first round pick, then you're going to have to give up Delano Blanton. Yeah, that's a good point. Six nine. You know Delano Blanton, Tom. Watch, watch some of his highlights on YouTube.
1: He's got some promise. He's got he some does. size.
3: He does. So you want him as a throw in? He's, Tom, he's very noticeable. I, I've seen him play three times and he's very noticeable. So you the Raptors, the rap, sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. You know what I mean? Hmm. I think if you if you're the Lakers and you're giving up that that pick, and you know they're pressing you that it's got to be you know only one to three or maybe an unprotected pick. You want yes. a young player? You're yeah.
0: absolutely right, John. You yeah. want a young player. You want, player to you know, want some to
3: compensation there, right? A, a, a player, um, tap potential. You know, you want something from us. We need something from you, and let's make a deal.
1: Let's make a deal indeed. Well, the Lakers have made two deals. Obviously, the Rui Hashimor trade earlier and today's trade with the trade of D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley coming from both Utah and Minnesota. The Lakers giving up Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Damian Jones. They're going to Utah with a lightly first round pick in 2027, numbers one through four. Coming back to Minnesota, our Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Mike Conley are going to Minnesota with the 2024 Lesser of Washington, Memphis's second-round pick and a 2025 and 2026 second-round pick via Utah. That's going to Minnesota. So very interesting day. You know, we were asking for another trade and hopefully getting more than that tomorrow. We will be here definitely tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time. For two and a half hours, we're going to be going through all the various trades in the NBA for the eight NBA trade deadline special. Later on in the evening, we'll be 7 o'clock at uh, the playback.tv slash so Lakers fast break, live watch party, and then, of course, the post game, The best Lakers post game that's out there as the Lakers face off against the Bucks. with uh, not all the members in place. We so have a feeling we won't be seeing the new debuts as of yet. There, I think it's a little bit early. They probably won't be able to get through the medicals and the physicals and everything that they need to do in order to go ahead and get on the new teams. But hopefully, by the weekend, we can see our new addition by
0: subtraction, though, Gerald. Yes,
1: yes. Without Russell Westbrook, who is now gone out of our Laker lives, I think things hopefully will definitely be better. Jamie Sweet uh, has to admit he is surprised (laughs) because you know he said Rob would do nothing at all before the trade deadline. He said he was able to get he, – He's his surprised Rob was able to get permission from the cabal to make a deal this big. They took off his training wheels. Uh, uh, I still think, again, we got to see the end result of this. We no, no, no. This was, was not, no. this was not
2: – no, this was – They. I think the most amazing part about this deal is he got expiring contracts other than Vanderbilt at $4 million. Yeah. That I never thought would happen. I didn't see that coming. I thought if they were going to get any kind of legitimate talent – They would have had to have sacrificed next year's or at the end of the year, clearing of the contracts. So this trade functional uh, flexibility wise is the most surprising part. They got talent in return with very little commitment beyond 2023. This was a next level trade. Like Rob made up a lot of ground on this. If he trades Beverly, for a Gary Trent Jr., it's over. Like, he he's back and he can come actually sit down like a normal human being at Staples. Sorry, crypto.com and feel like he's not going to get booed every time he's eating popcorn.
3: Joe, why do you feel the need to correct yourself? Just because call it to, Staples. Just because, call it Staples. Just call it Staples. You know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this crap. You know... I go to see baseball games at the Skydome. It's not the damn Rogers Center.
2: It's the Skydome. That's a good point. But Staples no longer pays for the
1: advertising, my friend. Uh,
2: uh,
3: Advertising. That's why we need to have the own own
0: Stadium and names it after the team. Well,
1: that's what I was saying. Are, you know, Are they long for the Crypto.com arena? Uh, we know the Clippers are moving. Would the Lakers do the same at some point in time if they don't get their own but arena? West West arena, where
2: they arena. I don't know where park. that where – where, where did that discussion come from where you actually thought the Lakers would leave?
1: I never thought – I'm never saying – I'm just speculating. Just speculating. Why would you, you know, speculate crypto.com well, The Crypto.com arena is good. old. It's well, now yeah, old, it? old.
3: It's old. Part of part of the correct.
1: I mean, it's now considered old. It's it's the 90s. So it's considered old by this time. So you know how these teams are that, you know, after a while, they're just like, oh, it's so old. The locker rooms are now. Uh, Where are they, they going to move to El bottom. Segundo? I don't know. Uh, you know, you, you
2: downtown know. is already bad enough. If you take just the Lakers out of downtown, you're, that whole you know how thing these, will be Orange you know you know County, man. Orange County. <laughs> They'll
1: become the uh, Los Angeles Lakers of Anaheim. Right. Oh, uh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but gerald it's all about the money you've been hanging out with russ too much uh well,
0: if, if they can... he's las vegas guys you just you just don't Gerald's know
5: always been vegas, about the money guys.
1: i've always been about the money okay i guess so that's what uh, joe says if that's what just joe call says. him G-Pac. no no don't please don't that's uh that's bad yeah, i just did but, yeah please don't anymore
3: you know what gerald gets razz but you know what it is honestly is that there was a very interesting youtube video i saw with john sally and he was talking with uh vlad of vlad tv and he was explaining how money is a language when you understand and learn how to speak the language you can be fluent with money
2: yeah, John yeah. Sally's also so, fried, fried his brain. Uh,
3: that's a good point, Joe. Broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day.
2: Didn't he say LeBron wasn't going to break Kareem's record three months ago?
3: He says a lot of. I'm shit. like, what the? F-
2: there were things again. I got to go back and look at the footage. I'd watched some of those with Vlad. He said something about Kobe, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I was there. I know what happened. And he. It was like no one watched anything. Hey, man, he's a vegan.
3: He likes smoking weed. What can you say? But he's correct about that. And all I was saying was, Gerald just understands the language of money. He doesn't love money. He just understands. It's just,
1: again, I I see things, see how it's transpired in other areas with other teams, see how these teams get itchy a little bit when their stadium gets a little old. Like, for instance, with the Golden State, you know, they had mm-hmm. to have that shiny new Chase Center because yeah. they couldn't hack it anymore on the other side of the bay. We saw what happened with the Clippers. You know, they can't hack it in, in crypto, so they got to go and have their own arena. You know, the Lakers are probably going to get jealous at some point in time because the Clippers mm-hmm. have their own fancy new arena and the Lakers still have, you know, the Crypt, which is, yeah, I think, a fancy as new it arena gets older, as it gets it. older, it will be more aptly named. The crypt. The crypt. <laughs> yes. Well, the, so, you know, it's just a, like I said. NBA observations.
3: The crypt. But like it the is crypt the Lakers
1: uh, making a big trade. We all, all four of us, are in agreement that this is a positive step for the team. Even if you don't like D'Angelo, even if you don't like Jared, even if you don't like Malik Beasley, you get rid of the one player that most people have wanted gone off this team for quite some time, in Russell Westbrook. And I think a. a dish and Jamie's
0: in, the only one is against the trade. He said he likes the trade. He said he right. liked it. No, you he can't. Said he, like, yes. he, he said he likes. He said he doesn't like, like, it. like any trade. I know. He's, he's in right. the comments now. That's I have it right in front of him.
1: He said, "Decent trade." We'll he said, We'll see says, how this looks
0: yeah. on the court. Oh, decent trade. Oh, okay.
1: See, that's that's a like. That's a like indeed. That's yeah. a like.
0: So, yeah, that's like that's like the eighth glass full.
1: <laughs> you know, I like the trade. I think it's a step in the right direction. We'll see how much in the, the right nine. direction. Nine. The nine out of ten. I think with like Laker, Tom and Joe and Sean, uh, you know, are right in the fact that this needs to be step two. Rui was step one. This is step two. We need a step three or four in order to go ahead and get to that next level. So we'll see what happens in the next, what, uh, about 18 hours or so. So we'll see what happens there. But if you have any questions for us, we're here all the time. Lakers fast break, wherever you get your social media or Lakers fast break right below in the comments, even after we go off the air. We'll definitely be here tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific to 12:30 p.m. Pacific for our live uh, trade discussion. Watching the trade deadline happen as it speaks. Tom, Knowing actually, that we already
0: have two trades in the bag, and
1: Tom will not need blood pressure medicine, so he will not go off on a, round, a rant this year. So that's already a, that's already safe. It's already safe for Tom. Not we will not get a heart attack on this uh, upcoming episode. And that's a good thing. And then afterwards, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break for the game against the Bucks, And of course, afterwards the best post game in town and the best Lakers chat in town is the Lakers fast break. Oh, even a DeMarcus cousins talking about that right there. So Z uh, Albin, thank you so much, Kenneth. Great to have you here, everybody. I know that you're just getting off work and you're just getting us now. Terrence, you've been great. Douglas, so many great uh, voices in the chat. New voices as well. Uh, Ime just coming back to us. Alan, uh, just so great to have everybody here. Danny P, thanks so much to everyone that was part of our great chat. Richard, just so many great names in our chat. Just truly appreciate all the great people that are now catching us. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We need all the help we can get. We're almost at 450 subscribers. We truly appreciate everyone We already everyone have out that. There. What?
2: We're at 451.
3: We're at four fifty-one. All right. So, congratulations the, to us. Five hundred is the next stop. And this is this is integral. Sorry, four fifty-five.
2: There you go.
3: to note. They have four games left until the All-Star break. What's their record? Three and one.
2: Three and I think one. so too. Three They're gonna lose one. tomorrow because no one's gonna be playing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Derek
1: R. Anthony, great to have you here. Tom, three and one. and next four is that fair?
0: I think so. I think that. If we are going to make it to the playoffs, do we have to start tomorrow? I mean, and Anthony Davis has to dominate. Yeah. That's he what he has to, to take word. it to. He start. has to. He has to say, "Okay, I'm going out there, and I'm going to score 40 points. I'm going to be the guy who's going to do everything. I'm going to block every shot. I'm going to grab every rebound, and I'm going to just dunk the ball on people over and over."
2: I have a a feeling, I really have a feeling that the Westbrook locker room atmosphere really would play a huge part in in why this team could not click.
0: How can you have stability? Because you know that major components are... Your
2: highest paid player, not even LeBron, your highest paid player just decimated your chemistry, (laughs) your enthusiasm. That's where my instincts are telling me that 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 that's gonna be the big change, in how they're gonna go in the locker room and go at the end of the games now, not worry about did what Westbrook make three passes in the last few minutes that cost us eight points. Right.
3: Well, yep. it you know it, it's it's a funny thing about pressure, right? It it uh, can burst pipes, but it also creates diamonds. And well, you know um, what I
1: say about that, Sean? What? It's not our problem now. So yeah.
2: pressure. That's a different kind of pressure. That's, but,
3: but what I'm talking about is, is there's a saying, it's not what's in front of you. It's who's standing beside you. And I think that was an issue with Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. Well, are know you, what? are Westbrook's you a, fresh, fresh of are and a real.
0: I think the Lakers could dominate the game tomorrow.
1: Well, I'm so nice. glad. Again, we we've correct. You know, we didn't fully correct the worst trade in Lakers history, but we did get rid of Russell Westbrook, and I think that was the key of uh, over any addition that we made. Getting rid of Russell Westbrook, I think, was the best thing for this organization going forward.
0: Well, you had to get rid of him right, or otherwise it would have just tore that pull that trade even further down in the infamous rolls of bad trades. Yeah, you know, you you have to get some back, and and and. To be honest, I think that these two trades combined were a lot more than I expected that we would get from Rob Palenka.
2: And the yeah. fact that they're top four protected.
0: Yeah, and, that well, was and, huge. and the fact that they set up, even though I don't like it, I, I do appreciate the fact that they do set up the Kyrie Irving situation. You never know. You never know. <laughs> a big part of why we did this. It's a big part of why we did this. That groan by Sean said it all.
1: That was perfect. I didn't even ask him to do that. That was perfect. Kyrie,
2: you're not done with Kyrie yet. As long as, as, long as it's you. not Draymond Green, please.
1: Oh, my gosh. Get him. Get, him, get Simmons. Draymond. Keep it. Retain Patrick Beverly. And then. Get,
5: you you know, him, know what? I, I, him I, him I, him I mean, Resign Simmons. Russell yes.
1: Westbrook. Resign Russell Westbrook. There you go. Yes. Oh.
0: But all well, take I think like, there's a chance we could send Beverly to back to Minnesota. You know, he, he wants to go to Minnesota. You know,
3: you know, there was a video there was a YouTube video going around um, where a guy took a drill with eating corn on the cob and put out his tooth front teeth. I think if Draymond Green, Russell Westbrook, and whoever the hell else nutcase out there reunite from the teams. Lakers. I might Kyrie do Irving that drill and right and here.
1: There. Yeah. there you go. Absolutely. All, all those guys, put them all back on the Lakers. We'd be popping. You would see the intro with us popping like Advil.
3: The, the Nutso nuts all all-stars. Yes. There go. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast
1: Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. And we're back. It's the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. We're here for our part two. You're listening to us on... Course, any audio podcast, please go ahead and like and subscribe. If you listen to us and watching us on YouTube, please like and subscribe today. So it really helps us out. This is gonna be all one podcast if you're listening on audio. So it'll be another mega podcast right there for you. But this is part two for YouTube and other followers on Instagram, Courtside Lakers, and all that. So we're really happy to be a part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for watching, listening on fat well Facebook. Twitter, Twitch, Trovo. we're doing a thing all over the place talking about the Lakers trading for Jared Vanderbilt, for Malik Beasley, and also D'Angelo Russell. They're all coming to the Lakers. The Lakers get rid of Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, JTA. We're so happy about Russell Westbrook being gone. Just glad to see everything is Kind of working out a little bit for the Lakers. It looks like from all instances, it might be actually a pretty good trade for Rob Palenka. And here today to talk about it in part two, two, we've got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today in his five things, articles right there for you at Lakerholics.com. He's also a main, uh, I guess, antagonist for Laker Tom. It is uh, Jamie Sweet and Jamie. Great to have you here, my friend. You were a great part of our awesome chat in part one, but you're able to go ahead and be on air now. Uh, Richard, big shout out to you. Uh, thanks for so much for watching and listening. Part two, Gary. A. <laughs> he says, you all see the heartbreak kid stir fry the Clippers just now by himself. Yeah, got a cut. I did catch that, but. Gary, great to have you back for part two. You've been with us for the entire chat for both one and two. Jamie, great to have you here, my friend. I know you, of all people, were most skeptical about Rob pulling off a trade of any magnitude, much less this magnitude. Your thoughts on the trade? I know you mentioned it. We mentioned a little bit in part one, but please elaborate as I've got Joe Soro here as well for part two for the Lakers fast break.
4: Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a pretty, uh, it, it was, it was a solid trade. It, you, you, you didn't see, you just didn't see a pathway to success, consistent success with Rust on the team, uh, you know, not for any real fault of Russ's. It's just, there's, there's not enough basketball for him and LeBron and AD. Uh, he needs AD to play at an elite level to like clean up his drives to the hoop, kind of like what Steven Adams did for him and, uh, in OKC and furthermore uh, you know it just seemed like you know he had just blown up at Coach Hamm. you know he had done what everybody asked of him but did he want to do what everybody asked of him probably not you know I'm curious to see what happens to him in Minnesota to see if Minnesota holds on to him or if they buy him out but I mean the, for me the players we got back are are fine I'm To be honest, I'm most excited about Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, And uh, also, I I thought the the flexibility that you guys talked about earlier uh, in part one for the summer is key. Uh, And I think that having the pick protected top four, also key. Uh, You got to give Rob props for not just like caving in and throw in the full pick out with with zero protections you know top 4s most likely going to go to minnesota uh and so you know that's that that's i feel like he, this is the best trade this is his best in season general managing we've ever seen him do because up until this point it's just been buyout market or waiver player piles that you know don't really move the needle <laughs> uh yeah i guess eduardo we're doing this to, we're doing this for my little robot guy uh, up yonder uh he's 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 the one who tells me all my thoughts
1: but i, I will i do say though that uh, before we get more thoughts from you my friend on this uh, i know uh, the already great chat room is already asking you to celebrate joe with another soda so i just wanted
2: to make sure that you were <laughs> oh you you want me to get a soda <laughs> yes they want hey, hey, hey can somebody give me a soda
1: <laughs> when it comes to jamie your thoughts on this i mean you you've obviously been very negative like most of us have been on rob does this help redeem some of your thoughts about rob palenka in your eyes i still need to see it on the court and i still need to see yeah
4: getting- I, I i i i mean i have i've long accused rob of just throwing first round picks away um you know, we threw one away to get Russ. We threw one away to get Dennis Schroeder, who we consequently let walk for nothing. We we don't we haven't valued draft assets the way other teams have, and it's started to impact our ability to make, you know, meaningful deals to improve the team at any at any point, uh, summer, in season, whenever. And so to see him learn a lesson like that, which is to say like, well, you know, get some picks on it. You know, don't, don't just throw it at it. Like don't throw both at it to get it done. Like, like play hard, you know, and he's played hard all season with those two draft picks. And I I think that this has been his best, you know, he was really patient with a lot of outside noise Uh and he got a good deal for us, I feel like, I don't think it's a, hey, I, I like that somebody got you a soda, Joe. That's nice. Whoever got that for you, that's a nice human being right there.
2: It's my my little kid.
4: <laughs> that's that's why because they haven't they're not old enough to be jaded.
2: It's okay. My wife would have got it if it wasn't for my kid. People love. Can it we here. see
4: that soda on screen? He already he he popped it up a second ago. I, oh, okay, it, I just yeah.
1: want to make sure because
4: that it was being
1: blocked by the.
5: oh
4: yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, all right, all right. But uh I'm sorry, you
4: know, I, no, no, it's all good. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I was surprised he got permission to from the cabal to make a deal like this. Um, you know, we got younger again, for better or worse. We got. Uh, I think Joe's still listening to the pre-show music. Uh, he's still dancing to the uh, techno rave
2: uh, that you
4: dropped there. I channel. think he just likes the fact that Russ is gone. I I, mean, I, like, I
2: like the name Cabal. That's that's funny.
4: Uh, well, it's kind of how the Lakers are these days. They're like a weird, cultish, cliquish cabal, man, Like, who, who just think each other are the smartest people they've ever met. And that – well, I mean, this is the thing. Rob made a trade, right? Great. We haven't seen it on the court. May work out, may not work out. That remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know who's going to tell D'Angelo Russell is coming off the bench uh, in this system. But it's uh, that's going to be a fun discussion. That's a joke, by the way.
1: I don't think uh, he comes off the bench,
4: though. No, I I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's it's, it's, a, jo- it's a joke. Okay. I, you're still,
1: uh, I, I didn't even know. It sounded like the way you,
4: that was so smooth. I was just like, okay, <laughs> give me uh, off. I don't mean to. Uh... So anyhow, um, I, you know, D'Angelo Russell is a better scorer than Russ is but I think that Russell's probably better in literally every other facet of basketball uh I've not ever been too impressed with D'Angelo Russell um he can score and he's got a smoothness to his game that I appreciate and the dude doesn't shy away from the moment and the clutch and so those are great things to get back for Russ uh and he's going to help stretch the floor and hopefully that makes life a little bit easier for AD I I think teams are going to kind of Dare anybody? But th- I mean, I don't think this changes the formula on how you play defense against the Lakers. People are going to dare somebody not named LeBron James and somebody not named Anthony Davis to beat him. That's 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 what's going to happen. So D'Angelo Russell is going to have to prove that he's a consistent twenty-ish point per game scorer. And uh, <laughs> everybody's doing I was ha- happy I was dance. told to do my happy dance. I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. I like your happy dance. It looks like you could be an extra in a surf video. You could only do so much in a gaming chair
1: that's all i'll say
4: i guess i guess i don't know I was i had like all sort, you know i was it's not a gaming chair though it's just it's just a chair uh doesn't it's just a chair but uh you know i Malik beasley again uh the the, the question is okay if he has a big role and if really Hachimura continues to have a big role then who's who's losing minutes in these scenarios uh my hope is that it's Dennis Schroeder because he has, it's just too. You just don't know, you don't know anything. You're gonna get night to night from that guy at this point. Probably Reeves and Christie uh, are probably the biggest losers in this trade. Uh, Reeves because he's still working his way back from uh, his hamstring injury, and Christie because he's a rookie. <laughs> I think they're gonna get Beasley and 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 Vanderbilt. You know, a chance to earn because they're both unrestricted. Well, Vanderbilt we have for a season, right after this. He's under contract yes. for two season. He's actually kind of – he's he's very intriguing to me. Unless we trade it. You think we – I mean, we could still flip these guys. I think that's yeah. one of the things that Rob was maybe hoping is that we could break these three guys down and get somebody even more dynamic than d I hope that's the case. Um, I, I, I For me, I, I was more concerned with the, how Rob's continued to kind of like keep them set up for success this summer, didn't just throw draft picks away, and you know got that contract that was 47 million million broken up into three contracts uh which just is, is is smart from a GM standpoint how the players work out with ham and the guys on the court uh we'll see we'll see um i hope i hope one of them sticks it would be great to uh to see if uh, vanderbilt can he's got an interesting all-around game that i like uh and he's i think he's only at like 23 I mean, they're all pretty young. D- De- D'Angelo hasn't been in the re- league five, more than seven years yet, right? Like he's like a seven year yeah. vet at this point. And Beasley, I think, is like a five, six year guy. But um, yeah, I mean, I think they could help the team. I mean, we didn't get better defensively, which is my main concern when it comes to winning basketball games because we're just, we're scoring a lot of points. We're fifth in the league in scoring. Uh, but our defense is atrocious. And I, I don't think we've addressed that yet. So um, we'll see. We'll see if this is, if there's another move tomorrow, that that'll be, that this, it'll be a very active trading deadline for the Lakers. And I, I think it was to be on some level expected, but still, I'm, I have to confess, I am surprised uh, Rob got it done. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. And I'm happy that I'm, I'm happy that my curmudgeoning ne- negativity, blah, blah, blah is half, half emptiness was wrong. So
1: before I get it to Joe Soro, I do want to mention that there's been another major blockbuster trade
4: that's been made. Uh,
1: oh, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Josh Hart for a first rounder and Cam Reddish That was
4: not a game. major blockbuster trade. No, that, no, was, no, that, mean, not, that was I mean that was I will say yeah. that Portland got something great it, for it
2: now. was for Brunson. It was, it was for Jalen Brunson. He looked like he had just gotten he just yeah. won a lottery yeah. when he yeah. found out at the airport.
0: Cameron Reddish
1: yeah. has been the fascination for a lot of people on this show and others. I don't Josh understand Hart why. Josh Hart produces. No, Josh I don't Hart know produces. why because you know simply the guy can't shoot from the outside and his his position. He needs to be able to shoot, and I don't, that's the reason. There's a reason why he's set. He's been a DNP, conscious decision for several occasions for two different teams now. Right. So. You know, hold your enthusiasm on Cam Reddish, but I think Josh Hart is a solid player. Should help. Katie's going to
2: Phoenix. By the way, that's
1: what I was going to mention. That there has been a new trade because Kevin Durant yesterday. Well, let's let me just let me just just say this right now: that Kevin Durant uh, actually spoke to the organization, the Brooklyn Nets, and talked about the future of what was going down. And it's so funny because in the summer. The Nets were unwilling to go ahead and trade him and said that they didn't find a trade to their liking. Well, a few months later, and a Kyrie trade later, and obviously KD expressed his displeasure with being on the Brooklyn Nets anymore. So tonight, just announced by Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania, it looks like that a Kevin Durant trade has been made. Uh, the Suns are sending Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Not one, not two, not three, but four first round picks, a 28-28 pick swap for Durant and T.J. Warren. Wow. Yes. That's a haul. And remember with Phoenix, they just got their new owner in place. Was it yesterday? I think he was approved by the Board of Governors over the weekend. He just came into power with his 57% share somewhere around there in the past couple days and he wanted this deal done according to Adrian Wojnarowski, and it was done as the Phoenix Suns are the new destination for Kevin Durant. So I really wanted to get that in there. We'll discuss this more on tomorrow morning's trade deadline special. We can even talk about it tonight, but we want to also focus on the Lakers trade as well and what the Lakers still need, but also here today to talk about the big trades that are going on. He can even talk about the Kevin Durant trade if he wants good man. Indeed. It is the guy behind Simblades, Simblades with a Y dot If you're in the SoCal area and you want a new lawn or you want to go ahead and talk to him, reach out to him as Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, you just heard the major trade for Kevin Durant. I actually like the deal for the for the Nets. I think they got a great haul. Uh, the only thing they didn't get in the deal was DeAndre Aiden. That would have been a, like a like a capper on it, but that's just me. I think they got, they got a killer deal for Kevin Durant, who is obviously still at, the, at his age, one of the greatest players still on the planet. Your thoughts though, coming back to the Lakers, uh, you're, you obviously expressed very thoughts, uh, very much a positivity for the trade. We both like the fact that Russell Westbrook is now gone, addition by subtraction. We got a players now in a rotation who can shoot and statistically can shoot even with what you call the lakers <laughs> uh bright lights uh maybe knocking down a couple percentage points as far as for their three-point shooting percentage but that they can shoot and that they want to shoot threes doesn't help our defense a whole lot except for uh, maybe on the on the back end with vanderbilt your thoughts though now that you've had some time to think about it hasn't it, have you had any change in your mind as far as the trade is concerned
2: uh, no, no. I thought it was a B plus border A plus A minus uh, deal. Uh, it really came down to the fact that the top four pick um, is um, protected pick, I should say, was uh, was the clincher for me. D'Angelo Russell, since the new year, has been om- I think almost averaging twenty minutes. I'm sorry, 20 points a game. I think he's 43 or 45% from three. Mm-hmm. That's, pretty gr- that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Talking about five weeks of really, really consistent ball. And he's he had a back-to-back 29-point game the other uh, the other day the, a few a week ago. Mm-hmm. And what do we need, guys? We need a tall guard who can shoot and control the ball. D'Angelo's gonna be that guy. And his skill set's going to work with a player like LeBron and AD. We went over that on the first show. I will reiterate it for those who weren't at the, on the first show. This is going to be, if, if D'Angelo is focused, this is going to be a huge upgrade. And you have to also factor in that this is the last year of his contract. Uh, my assumption is that he's going to ball out to try to get his next contract. So that's win, win, win from every direction. Vanderbilt, we know, is a really good defender. Guess what? We needed a good defender. Someone that can actually defend a three with some skills. Vanderbilt has that. Whether he scores or not is irrelevant. If you have D- D'Angelo out there with LeBron, AD, and I don't know, let's say. I think he
1: can, can defend some wings. I know that Tom is adamant that saying Vanderbilt can't guard wings. I think he can guard wings. I'm a, I'm agreement with Z.
2: Well, I, I'm going to say this. He can guard wings a hell of a lot better than Patrick Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we right. have to look at this from what we had, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We had an upgrade in every way in this trade. I mean, every way. And this team is upgrades away from probably winning four or five or six games this year. So that's the difference. The only issue right now is we're not going to be able to Really see the team play until Saturday, which means tomorrow. Unless the Lakers pull a a, Maver- a Mavericks tonight by beating uh, the Clippers without Luca, we we are probably going to be six games under five hundred, which means the, the 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 climb is going to be a, a very very difficult. And we're gonna have they're gonna have to really focus in the next twenty six games after tomorrow. Should they lose tomorrow? but uh a little bit of it tells me that you know what this might that we've probably probably conceded this season a little bit, not all the way. this kind of gives us hope. Uh, maybe the trade hopefully by tomorrow hopefully one more trade that involves Patrick Beverly. if we can get one more impact player there might be a shot especially considering uh Utah's probably going to start tanking now. Golden State is gonna hurt Minnesota mm uh oklahoma city thunder they they might stay competitive but uh, there's a very good chance if they can get one more impact player tomorrow that i feel very comfortable in saying that they're at least going to make the play in and then at that point we see what happens now how that plays into the the cards now with uh durant going to phoenix (laughs) um you trade
4: phoenix on the playoffs that's what's gonna they traded
2: booker cp3 and who else
4: no they, no, they they, they, didn't, they trade, didn't trade any of those guys. Did. No, it's
1: Mikael Bridges. Let me what once again, Mikael Bridges. Camp. I'm Dots,
2: sorry, I just said those were. I didn't know who they, who they traded for.
1: Jay Crowder, four first round picks, a 2028 pick swap for Durant and T.J. Warren.
2: So they so keep Booker. Be- they keep Booker. They keep and keep they Aiden, bring in Durant. And they keep and
1: they, they didn't give up
2: De, uh, DeAndre Ayton.
1: That's the one that was surprising me. And the thing is, though, with this Durant deal, the one thing I want to mention, because I'll probably forget tomorrow in two and a half hours of coverage, which seems amazing, but it'll be early for me. So give me a break. I will say the. No, I won't give you a break.
2: Do it again. You never do.
1: You never do. Uh, When it comes to this deal, though, Jamie, we heard this drama play itself out for weeks during the summer. What's different now? He asked for a trade then and didn't get it. He asked for a trade now and got it. What's the difference?
4: I think that Phoenix had underperformed enough in the season that those guys specifically who they traded to Brooklyn, they expected to do more. So you
1: don't think that they were trading or had all those guys in the mix previously in the summer? or maybe as many first round draft
4: picks? I think probably the latter. I don't think that there are probably as many picks. And you know, Phoenix Phoenix I think from a I mean I understand that they're taking on Durant, they're getting Durant for 4 years, but this is this is a this is a move designed to win this season.
2: 23, ahead, 24, 27, 29 all unprotected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus a pick
1: swap in twenty twenty eight. That's Holy what was,
2: I, I'm telling you. That that's most. what wasn't on the table this
4: summer. Maybe two of those, two or three of those. Ooh, you know, I'll you know what? Brook, and
1: and this all emanates from that. Brooklyn.
4: Brooklyn went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's and I will say let's give credit to Brooklyn because yeah. Brooklyn at one time had what a, uh, you know the what master pivot. plan of putting of all three of those together with super team with Harden. And Kyrie and Duran was supposed to be a team that it was destined for a championship, yada, yada, yada. We, everybody was giving them the championship, all that. And, you know, I got to credit Sean Marks for being able to pull Turner's around into a ton of draft picks for the future. He's got some good young players that are still on the roster right now. He's got a lot of depth and a lot of wings, a yeah. lot of, a lot of players that can go ahead and contribute. He's got cam Thomas that has been scoring over 40 points uh, recently in two straight games. He's got uh, Nick Claxton, who's been playing really well. He's got a lot of – he's got Sumner on that team. Got that There's a bright future now in Brooklyn with a whole ton of picks behind it as well. So their maneuverability is much greater, I think, now. Their future really looks good after such bleak times. I know I didn't love the Kyrie trade. I thought they could have gotten a little bit more. But you know what? Be that as may, I think they killed it on this trade. So, yeah, more props to Brooklyn on that. And with Phoenix, you know, they better win now. They better win now, or else it's going to really look bad on them. No, they have two years to win. Two That's, years. Their to win. window is now. Their window is absolutely now.
4: Sure. I mean, no, this is a move to win either this year or next, but uh, or hopefully this year and next, uh, from their standpoint. Um, yeah. I think that. Yes, Brooklyn. Brooklyn did a good job pivoting from the the Kyrie. Basically, Kyrie feeling like he wasn't loved enough in Brooklyn, and so everybody wanted to see like what the fallout would be. Would they try to weather it out? And would KD be like, "Oh, I I I don't know what motivates either person, to be honest." And I, I don't understand KD's fascination with playing with Kyrie Irving, but. It was evidently there, (laughs) undeniably so. And so, you know, they both wanted out and they both got out. And so they got what they wanted. Brooklyn reloaded. You know, they might make the play in, might make some noise. That's a team that looks like it's a year or two out uh, from being a, a playoff, a consistent playoff threat. But, you know, they do have a lot of great pieces and draft picks to augment them and, you know, they might not be there either. They could, they could, uh, they could flip these guys for uh, even younger guys, you know, Uh, uh, or who knows? We'll see what happens. This is, it's so funny. The NBA loves to like warm up to mania. (laughs) Well, definitely. And plus they still got a lot of great shooting on that
1: team, which is even
4: still got Patty Mills, still got Joe Harris. Yeah, Yeah. Like,
1: Seth Curry, yeah, they still Seth got Curry, some players that can get into forty percent plus from three point area. Joe, and they're
4: all they're all going to get shots now.
1: <laughs> yes, so they're all going to get shots now, indeed. But Joe, I know there's no superstar now in Brooklyn, but they've got a talented team there and a lot of depth in almost every place. I, still, center is this issue for them, but you know, I still think overall it's a fantastic trade for the Brooklyn
2: Nets. It is, and it could be fantastic for Phoenix but they have to win this year. Yeah, I think so, this year. here's how I'm looking at this. Unless Rob gets something tomorrow that's astonishing, somebody like a Siakam out of nowhere, right? I'm going to be cheering for Phoenix because I'm worried about the Celtics. And if, mm. if, if, if Durant is healthy going into the playoffs, going into the finals, and Booker and him mesh well and cp3 is just you know a little bit above average i think we have there's a good shot that they can take it and that's how i'm going to be looking at this everything this year has been about leveraging the situation leveraging the new orleans pelicans draft swap uh, leveraging how we're gonna be able to handle the season when it's finished based off of who's going to get number 18 including the celtics that's the problem of all this in the end the anxiety and the frustration i'm pretty sure lies a lot in that in that i'm worried that they're gonna get 18 before us and we have lebron and and a, and a quote-unquote prime ad and we're not taking advantage of the fact that we have two superstars that that should be competing for a championship well if if that's not going to happen then i want to be in the i want us to be in the best position uh draft night on 2023 which will be one of the deepest since i think 2014 and then of course making sure that no matter what happens in the end as long as the Celtics don't win we got really lucky last year that golden state harnessed this amazing run and i think it's their last run uh, and they they pulled it out even being down 2-1 Right now, I think the only benefit right now is the show. (laughs) The anxiety builds the excitement of a show. And it builds the excitement of the negative and the positive. And it's going to be very rough until June, until one of three things happen. One, can the Lakers contend? Two, can we make sure that we don't give the Pelicans a really good draft pick? And number three, of course, making sure that the Celtics don't get 18 before we do um if we can get those three kind of set in a way where okay we didn't win it this year the pelicans only had maybe a couple games ahead of us so it doesn't matter and then of course boston doesn't win it all then we can go into the summer with lebron saying he's going to play a couple more years now you can go into next year going you know what i think we got a team here we can put together that can maybe make at least one more run for a title for with the lebron ad era but we have to wait for ad and see what happens with him because If he shows up the way he did last night, Rob, you're going to have to make that your next call.
5: The thing though
1: is it's so funny because leading up to it, I was, I, I listened and I watch a lot of shows uh, on the NBA. You know, a lot of it's for prep. A lot of it's for how I'm trying to get a feel as far as what other people think, what are other analysts think, some of the best minds in the NBA, what they're thinking. And they thought, well, there's so many buyers and uh, there's not really that many sellers. It's probably going to be a slow
4: trade deadline. Jamie, we're not even to the trade deadline, and we already had some really big trades. We've had a lot of huge trades. It's still, it's still today. <laughs> it's not tomorrow yet. Tomorrow's, uh, you know, tomorrow's the deadline. We're, we're, I mean, we're less than twelve hours away, but, uh, you know, you got to think that a lot. Like everybody thought there would be a massive amount. That everybody thought KD Kyrie. Russ, all we're going to change teams this summer and all the teams and whether it was because Brooklyn didn't want to budge or the Lakers didn't want to budge from a position of holding on to assets almost doesn't matter. You know, it, nobody budged. And so there was this massive shift, you know, Aiton stayed with Phoenix, you know, buddy healed, Miles Turner didn't get traded all these things. Everybody thought was going to happen. Still didn't happen, right? None of those things happened. All the things everybody's been writing and predicting and and, and and blathering on about ad nauseum, not one of those things happened. Bulls still have Zach Levine. We'll see. That's That, I guess, could still happen. But it's always, this. Is, and this is why I don't get too caught up in shows like that. I think these deals were, in some framework or another, on the table for a very long time. Phoenix and Brooklyn had like a, a rough framework of a trade that they just tabled. Both wanted to see how it would work out. And, you know, you could argue that if when healthy, Kyrie and KD are worth keeping together. Kind of like LeBron and AD. Problem is, you know, KD is going to only play 50, 60 games a year at best. And Kyrie's Kyrie He wants to be loved for his work ethic, but he can't stop using that platform he acquired being really great at basketball to do wacky wacky things. So, uh, you know, yeah, he's he's an incredible talent, but you're, again, I don't, you can't really count on him for 60, more than 60, 65 games, uh, which is right at his career average. So it's not surprising to me that there are all these trades that, you know, maybe people just this Kyrie, the, the Kevin Durant, to uh, Phoenix, I think has been that, that table, that trade was there in some form or another since summer, right? Like it had to have been eight and picks, whatever. Th- those are, those are the, the, that's, that's, that's the disagreement. So I know it, it's, it's, it's always surprising in that <laughs> it's so funny how it's so the, the, the the first sort of wisp of the hurricane was was the Hachimura trade, right? A couple, about, you know, 10 days ago, 12 days ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't much movement up to then, other than uh, the Spurs' uh, weird move to absorb people into the And then uh,
1: Dwayne Dedman got uh, traded uh, from the heat. And then, a couple days
4: ago, which and then Kessler
1: Edwards uh, got traded to Sacramento. But that's, that's
4: just the Spurs absorbing that's, that's players that's into, in, stuff, yeah. in, into their money blob. Like they're just trying to get up to the cap. Like, Oh, you got a guy. We, we're, we're a blob. You can put guys into us and it'll turn into money for you. And we'll get up to the cap. Is that really uh boy, boy, to LA? That... LA? no, I think that's he's not really happening that
1: right
4: now. I haven't uh, seen it. That. Yeah. That anyway. would be cool though. That would be cool. Who are you talking about? Bowl, Reggae bowl. Joe was asking. Reggae Joe, LA. Reggae Joe. Also, you you win name of the night. Reggae Joe is my favorite name tonight. Sorry, Tycoon. Uh, gotta be the shoes.
1: Is, does not like AD at all whatsoever. He wants to get rid of them for even Jalen Brown with a broken face right now because Jalen Brown has actually a, uh, I guess uh, some facial fractures going on right now. So he wants some in the worst way. And and Zangerstein in true Z fashion goes, well, who plays center for the Lakers if that's the case? Right.
4: Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast My Worst
1: Holiday and you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
3: Big on America.
1: Hey guys, this is Jason Dutch with Dig America Podcast and I'm here with Big Hops. And I'm also here with Joe, I want to ask you this, though. When it comes to the trade that you're seeing with the Lakers, they still have some assets left. It's not going to get us a big return like Kevin Durant. It's not going to get us a superstar, but there are things we can do. I know Laker Tom had some uh, things he said on Twitter. I'll bring up his uh, scenarios here in a second. (laughs) Um, I, I I think the Gary Trent one is obviously everybody's first choice from what we're seeing. I know he, uh, I don't know who he had it add on with it, but I was thinking Gary Trent and Christian Coloco uh, for what we see with the Lakers package. I think that's probably something that you might be interested in because Coloco's got some size and can block some shots. Your thoughts, though, on what the Lakers should be really targeting. You mentioned Trent Jr. is also your number one choice.
2: Yeah, I think he's the most attainable because I think Toronto has to do something here. They're doing something although they did just get, uh, I'm assuming, their future center. How does that play into Siakam's uh, role there? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not hearing enough, and it seems like a little bit of noise has been coming out here, and there's not very, very little surprises. So I don't know. I just don't know. I think we're going to have a better feel for it tomorrow. Uh, we didn't hear anything about the we, – we we even still heard something about KD kind of being moved possibly, and then, of course, that happened. I, I – I'm going to – so much to absorb right now because you've got so many different scenarios on how this is all going to play out. Huh. And for for the Lakers, let's say nothing happens. Let's say this is the team they roll with. Uh, they have a very good chance of making the play-in uh that's about it they could win in the play-in to get into the playoffs but if they face phoenix or memphis or denver i just don't see them beating them in the first round and that's pretty much who they're going to face at this point they're going to face one of those three you face- gotta help yeah Go ahead, sorry, phoenix, for those of you who don't know the history of this uh Phoenix is the only team other than the Celtics to beat the Lakers five times in the playoffs. And Phoenix has beaten us in two of those series in, her, in just a terrible way. We were up 2-0 against them in 1993. Couldn't close them out. We were up 3-1 in 2006. Couldn't close them out. Phoenix beat us 4-1 When Magic won the MVP in 1990 and Pat Riley's last season, that was uh, the series that kind of created the Pat Riley is kind of lost the team because they bowed out in the second round that year. So Phoenix has had our number in the playoffs, even though Kobe tore their hearts out a couple times, Mm -hmm. especially in 2010. Uh, But they've been beating us. And if they face Phoenix with LeBron – versus Durant that's that's going to be a pretty a pretty interesting uh that's going to be a pretty interesting series but so so
1: hear me out my friend because because one of Laker Tom's deals has uh, Beverly Walker and of course the first his first option would be Gary Trent Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. unfortunately under the current salaries that they have that doesn't work so you would have to find more salaries to make it work so sorry Laker Tom I know everybody out there is talking about Chris Boucher, 6'9 forward, uh, block, shot blocking forward that shoots a little bit from beyond the arc. Unfortunately, with his salary at $12 million plus the $17 million that Gary Trent has currently, that doesn't work either. I was suggesting Christian Coloco, who is a second-round choice that's uh, actually started some games for the team earlier in the year, 7'1", blocked some shots, very raw, but could develop off the bench at a later point in time for the team. If they want to go ahead and get some size, but also getting Gary Trent in here that works under the current deal as, as currently structured. So that works as far as the salary cap is concerned. So I think uh, Laker Tom has to go ahead and make sure he does these trades correctly, as far as evaluation on the money. Um, and some of these uh, people in the chat do make sure you go to NBA trade, uh, the trade machine, Please, before you go ahead and suggest these trades, because you just throw out names there and they don't fit because of the salary cap. Yeah. Uh, The second his second choice was Bogdanovich and Bay, uh, Sadiq Bay. I don't think they're going to give up on Sadiq Bay that easily, but you know, if maybe you throw enough at at them, they might. Uh, Pistons. Then he's going back to the Pistons again for Alec Burke and and Nerlens Noel because, as he mentioned on the first show, he is very. uh, I guess uh he's in love with Nerlens Noel for some yes. reason. <laughs> Very infatuated with him. Ugh. Uh <laughs> I do you know, not he's...
2: want Nerlens well Noel in, nobody... in any way. No,
1: he's flaked out almost everywhere he's been. So. There's one
2: player left, and he I don't even think he's available. There's really one player left, and I'm I'm gonna say this because it's you're you're talking about Laker Tom, so I'm gonna placate it. And I love Tom. Laker Tom. I'm gonna placate Laker, Laker Tom with Tom. a coke, too. Yep,
5: yes, so.
2: Yes. The perfect player where there's a chance, I know it's not gonna happen, but there's a chance, is Miles Turner. If the Lakers no could chance. find, if the Lakers could find a third team to throw an unprotected pick to Indiana, Lakers send their 29 pick and all three of their second round picks, and Beverly and Lonnie Walker or whatever, Good luck. that 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 would be that would now you're now you you're getting in now the Lakers get interesting. Uh, other than that trade, I don't. I, I, Toronto has to figure out whether they want to tank right now. I don't know if they do. I haven't well, figured his, that uh, out then
1: his then his choices were getting Richardson and Podel. I'm not in love with Podal because he look, Z likes it. With...
2: I know. I don't. Z likes what I said, and I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But if we're looking at it from a what. What would make the next difference, I should say? What would really, really like light the fire where you're like, whoa? So, so,
1: so this leads me into my last thing before I want to finish off his list. Uh, Ubre Jr. and Washington from the Hornets would be his last option on that. Uh, getting to what something is could be a bigger if the Lakers made AD available by tomorrow's deadline. No. I don't see that. And that's happening. something that uh does that make sense according to what got to be the shoes cuz got to be the shoes once AD gone and seemingly in the worst way.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen because then you officially call yourself out for the year. It's yeah. it's a, a 0% at that at that point.
1: So no matter what they trade for, it would be Yeah, you
2: you go I like I think Miles you,
1: Turner and a package for AD it, it,
2: at this no, no, I don't think that'll work. I think what what did happen now with w- the original package for let's let's stick with the miles turner thing the original package that we heard was two first round picks for uh buddy healed and miles turner well the lakers were not going to send two unprotected picks to indiana for those guys right because at the time they don't, they don't want to pay that extra money for buddy Hield and you know to, to to go beyond the season so they make this trade here with with minnesota and utah And somehow managed, and that's probably the most impressive part about this trade, if you want to look at it from an objective standpoint, like if you're just an analyst, they got two expiring contracts of guys that actually have talent. Two expiring contracts. And then you have a guy who's really good on defense making $4 million a year next year. That's a hell of a freaking haul, just from a number standpoint and asset accumulation standpoint. Our issue during the year was we can't let these contracts run out because we're worried about losing, Z corrected me, because I had originally said 15 to 20, $30 million. We would have lost $30 million had we let these contracts expire. And that's something that needs to be talked about more and more so the fans out there that are looking for knowledge, they need to understand the CBA says half and half, which means – these contracts that you see and you look at sometimes and go, wow, what the hell were they thinking? It has nothing to do with what they were thinking. They have to spend that money. You have to. Otherwise, you don't get, you don't get it when it goes out. It's it's been set up that way. So now that I would say is the just if, if I, we were asked for grades, right? The grade was a B plus on my end because of the talent that we received. It's very B, B B-plus talent. But where Rob got the A is in asset accumulation and not going against what they originally said, which was we do not want large balloon contracts after the season. They made that happen. I don't know how the hell they did it. And on top of that, they have a top-four protected first-round pick in 27, which was absolutely brilliant. And look, Rob – caught up he caught up a little bit here in this trade tomorrow we find out if he can get one more gun in here one more gun and if it's some kind of miracle where you can get a big who can shoot that's why i mentioned miles turner then at that point we're going to be talking about is phoenix and the lakers series really is that going to be a blowout or is it going to be close should they face each other
1: The only thing is I know that got to be the shoes that's just holding on to this thing. I don't have faith AD. I don't think that Mm -hmm. Joe, Jamie, myself, Laker, Tom, or anybody on the staff actually has faith in AD being healthy the rest of the way. Okay. We don't, we've seen it in street clothes far too many times, but you got to make sure when you make a trade or get offered for a player like that, that you actually get a commensurate value because the Lakers They don't have many options left. They are not Utah. They're not Oklahoma City. They're not Brooklyn, which has, I guess, a treasure trove of assets now that they can go ahead and utilize in many trades. The Lakers' assets are few and far between, and they don't have enough right now on their own, as Joe mentioned, on getting Miles Turner here to play alongside AD unless they trade AD or unless they get a third team involved, because there's just not enough, you're, especially with the salary cap involved, you're not, you you know, and his bump up because he's no longer at a 17, 19 million for this year. He got bumped up to, what you say? It was over 30. Didn't you say it uh, earlier today? He's, yeah, he's 30. up to
2: 35 this year, and then he's getting paid 20, and then 20 and change uh, yeah. on the third year, which Same. is a very friendly contract, which is what appeals to me. It, that's a, an interesting, you're talking about, trading Lonnie Walker and, and, and Patrick Beverly for a guy who's 26, going to be 27, or is 27. I don't know. I can't remember. I remember seeing 26, who is exactly the type of player that needs to be playing. The perfect fit for a AD4 team, AD4 as in four position. He's the perfect guy because he can still spread the floor and hit those shots and also play good defense. It's It would be a juggernaut. I mean, if, if it would just be a juggernaut, and I think mentally, I think that changes AD's you know focus a little bit more into the positive. I know I'm sounding like a psychiatrist, but I'm not. I, I it's just common sense, guys. If AD knows he's got backup, he's going to play like AD as long as he's healthy, and it becomes very interesting. And I'm 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 on that bandwagon. I'm on that Laker Tom sniffing glue, drinking coke, whatever the hell is you want to call it i want that trade now i want it now now i want miles turner I, I, that's where i'm at that's what happened sorry tom I, I know you don't sniff glue i just it just came out of my head so
4: I guess i picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue
2: i i i, I did see an airplane skit that might have been i might dream it tonight now because i did talk about it somebody mentioned kareem abdul jabbar and airplane so,
1: i did yesterday I, yeah
2: you did yesterday so now I've been, I've been since then i've been thinking about airplane and naked gun movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see the reboot with Liam Neeson. I think he's actually going to do very well. At it. I, um, I,
2: I'm,
1: I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay, I think I'm excited.
2: I didn't even know there was but a it, reboot.
1: Yeah, it is. It, yeah, Liam Neeson's going to play uh, the role of Leslie Nielsen uh, character. So what a guy! What a guy! What a guy! Once again, it is the Lakers
5: fast break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's like Napoleon Dynamite when he's on the phone. Asking Kip to bring him chapstick or whatever. Oh, Uh, God.
4: Can we not have uh, an original – can we have an original idea? You
2: can't. You can't because you'll offend people, and these guys are all wussies. So ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're almost out of time here today. We're going to be leaving here in a little bit, but before we head on out, it seems like there's no more Laker trades tonight that are going to be happening, but again, tomorrow – 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. We'll be here for the Lakers NBA trade deadline show, plus also as well tomorrow night, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break for the Lakers and the Bucks, And then, of course, the post game, the best post game that's around. It's right here at the Lakers fast break and the best chat room, even right now at almost 11 o'clock at night on the Pacific coast right here. It is uh, the best ch- Lakers chat room that's out there. You were talking NBA basketball and we absolutely love it. Before we head out, Jamie, uh, we really did this for you, man. We wanted to make sure we heard your thoughts because uh, we Thank really appreciate the value, what you bring to us here at the Lakers fast break. Yeah. You're, you know, when, it, as, as Joe gets in tears when I say that, but when it, when it comes to what the Lakers still need, I mean, we saw the big trade for Phoenix during the course of this show. I love it when these big trades drop during the course of our show and just like, throws a, like a left hook out of nowhere <laughs> right there, but the Lakers still need to make some moves. They are still not in a position where they could beat the elite in the Western conference. I'm not even talking to Eastern conference, the elite in the Western conference without some more help. So what do you see the Lakers hopefully doing in the next, what uh, maybe uh, what uh, 13, yeah. 14 hours?
4: Yeah. I was going to say we're 15 hours out. Um, I've liked some of the trades I hear bandied about. Um, I, it does get a little bit to the point for me personally, where I think, I mean, not that we had such a great team that you want to disrupt or whatever, but, like, if you ship out this many guys and bring in this many guys with four games before the All-Star break and then, obviously, you won't have the whole team there during the All-Star break because LeBron will be at the All-Star game. You can, I'm sure, have some practices. AD won't be there because he and his wife are going to Cancun or whatever. I do worry a little bit about it coming together in a meaningful way. I understand that. I, and this is always one of the things I, I've I cut when, when Tom gets way out in the weeds in his trades. I'm like, yeah, but now like basically mid season, we just got an entire new team with no training camp with no, not a lot of practice. Uh, you know, so I, I wouldn't fault Rob for stopping here. I would have always thought Patrick Beverly was one of the more tradable contracts on the team. Perhaps we're wrong about that. Perhaps nobody wants Pat Beverly in his $13 million. Uh, Our six-one
1: for... wing stopper?
4: Our... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I mean, if we could get, if, if I, I mean, if I could come up with a dream scenario trade, I, I would actually deal with the 76ers. I would do whatever it took to get Matisse uh as a ball stopping option on defense. Mm-hmm. Um a younger version of Pat Beverly uh, and I think a better version of Pat Beverly already. I, I, I admire Pat's moxie and, and so on and so forth, but I just, and I know he's been shooting better from three, but he doesn't, he still doesn't Only he only takes, I think he's averaging five shots a game for the season, maybe six. And it just isn't enough. Like it's just, he's not putting the right kind of pressure. It's, Somebody's somebody's gonna need to. What I like about getting a guard like Daibo is he's gonna attack the rim when he has the ball, and we need a guy who's gonna do that. D'Angelo Russell has never been a a good like drive driving point guard. He's a he's a slippery point guard. He's a little bit slower than you think he might More be. More methodical, so, um, th- sure. If you want to be kind, um, <laughs> and I am. Yeah, you're being kind. I mean, you know, he he doesn't have hops. He doesn't have tremendous foot speed. He doesn't have a great first step. He's not going to replicate, even if he gets assists, the type of gravity that Russ created driving to the rim, where he would pull two or three defenders into the paint. Now, the chaos that happened after that was often, you know, problematic. So I'm just curious to see how this all works. If you bring in – I I mean, I I, – I think we have a, about as much of a chance of getting matisse Bowl as we do uh, Miles Turner. So I, I, you know, I, I don't think either team going to move either player. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like uh, Eric Gordon is a more gettable player uh, and fits in kind of with the mentality of winning now. Uh, you you still would probably have to give Houston a, a. You could probably get him for a highly protected first rounder or maybe multiple second rounders, but. And I don't know if Houston would do that, but that's sort of the level of player that I think is more attainable, older for the Pat Bev contract. I'll be surprised if we get another, a more dynamic, younger player, uh, like Rob was able to get out of both uh, Kendrick Nunn uh, and Russ. So we'll see. We'll see though. You know, I, I, listen, Rob surprised me a lot already this year. So I'm happy to be surprised more, Um, you know, you know,
1: yes we're trying to figure out which way to go here
2: that that was a great great thought Eric uh, Gordon gettable. Eric Gordon might be the guy
4: get a gettable player what they does have he three. Make
2: they have three second round picks give him a couple more give him two two second round picks and and get get Gordon or however you can do it and then he's got a team option after the end of the year so you keep that open as well right you and keep he, your he pl- can, and he would, he'd, he'd be a deadly shooter for this team. That I mean, might I, work.
4: I want, to get a, I want to bring in, for trading Peveril you need to get another pro, right? You can't get more young guys. More young guys are just going to wonder who's going to, like, you, you need to get somebody who's like, what do you want me to do? Great, I'm going to go do that. That's going to be like an Eric Gordon. It could have been Jamal Crawford. Or it's still not Jamal Crawford. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jay Crowder. It still could be Jay Crowder, I guess. You know, there's no saying that uh, Brooklyn doesn't flip Jay Crowder. I would be less, I'd be, I'm not sure who I'd be more excited. I think I'd probably be more excited for Crowder than for Gordon, to be honest, just because he's bigger. And can body up threes and fours better than Gordon can. That is a look there, Joe. That is a, that is a, that's like your Quasimodo. (laughs) And that's your, uh, that's your Leslie Nielsen. I, I'm serious. Really? Like. You're excited about the Naked Gun reboot? I am. Why not? Uh, uh, You know,
1: I just, it depends how do they make it as politically correct? If they do, then it's probably not going to be that funny. If they go back to what it was with the Zuckers, you know, that were creating it, you know, and did such a great job as far as producing the TV show and the films, that's a different story. Sure. Yeah. But need I digress on that? It is the Lakers fast break. Joe, any thoughts before we head on out? You're on mute, my friend.
2: Uh, Blue Lies Matter said something that I thought about yesterday and I didn't talk about. AD could be injured again yeah. and is keeping it on the down low. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah won't matter what happens. <laughs> no AD, no LeBron. Bring in whoever you want. Won't matter.
2: So, yeah, we have that to look forward to here for the next two months. Should we <laughs> have to deal with it?
4: <laughs> I think we will.
2: But uh, uh, if 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 yeah if, if this is the case, then he's got to be shopped in the summer.
4: Yeah, I don't. Anybody who thinks that he's getting shopped right now is, I think it's uh, that's insanity. It's not happening. The earliest it would happen would be the summer, and I would be even hesitant to say it would happen then. I think it's the most likely to even start happening if he's underperforming next season towards the trade deadline. Did anybody listen happens. to the TNT broadcast uh, when during the? Uh, OKC game. I only saw a little bit of the highlights when they were talking to LeBron. So during, I watched the game live all the way through, because I, I want, I just, I wanted, I wanted to watch it. So I also watched Kareem break the record. I also saw Kareem uh, make his only three pointer in uh, regular season. I loved watching yep. the game, uh, okay. and one of the things that was cool about it was they had LeBron mic'd up, and LeBron's never mic'd up. And so it was nice to hear him, like see all his all his buddies at the game. And in game, you know, he was saying LeBron like things. But at one point, I it was after he had broken the record, and he was sitting on the bench during a stoppage in play, and he turned to AD and he said, "I love you, bro. I just want to make sure you know that." And AD was like pretty unresponsive, which makes you think one of two things: one, AD's hurt and he's super bummed about it, like you know, the foot just can't, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. And he's trying to figure out how, if he wants to play through it or not, or get surgery. And that would weigh, I think, enough on a guy to, to have that kind of low key reaction to your buddy and fellow champion who just broke the record and he's sitting down, you know, all those things, right? All these, all the wonderful memes, the Bill Simmons quote, uh, I don't know anybody who listens to what Bill Simmons has to say or there's something going on between AD and LeBron, which seems unlikely. They seem pretty tight. So I, 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 I think we should be more than a little worried that either what we saw last night is like the version of AD we're going to get going forward, a fairly ground-based version, uh, a fairly slow, not boxing out, not able to rebound, not really able to make that many game-altering plays on defense. Kind of just stuck in the paint a lot of the game. Also, not being all that present on offense, he shot the ball well, but he only had nine shots. Uh, I don't think any free throw attempts. So, just not applying pressure to the game. If that's the case, some of these guys are going to get a lot more shot attempts than maybe we thought they were going <laughs> to get, and we'll see how that works out for us. But you know, if AD's hurt, I wish he would just get surgery. Uh, I I wish he wouldn't try to gut through it. I wish he would. I kind of wish he had gotten it right away because then we'd already be a month into the recovery and it's a long recovery uh, with no guarantee. He comes out, you know, the same on the other side. So, you know, with AD, the Lakers are just in a tough spot. You know, it's it's unfortunate and it is what it is. Uh, And you just, I still just don't see them trying to trade him till trading deadline next year. We'll see what happens
1: indeed. But
4: once again, if you have questions for
1: us, it's Lakers Fast Break. Anywhere you get your social media, Lakers Fast Break at yahoo.com. Uh, so great messages were sent. I love the ones that were sent to me in regards to, uh, I guess, uh, who Larsa Pippen is dating. I thought it was Michael Jordan's kick. I thought last night, uh, last week, I, I thought I saw he was dating Michael Jordan's kid. Now it's back to Malik Beasley. I don't know who she's dating. I really don't keep up with that, but it's so funny because if it is Malik Beasley, that Scottie Pippins Jr.'s future dad possibly could be coming to the Lakers at the case, which would just blow my mind, but I don't know. Again, I don't keep up with that stuff. It just got emailed to me, so I truly appreciate the emails. I believe
4: back. in miracles.
1: <laughs> Tell me about just where you're from. Yeah, yeah but Joe, Jamie, it's been great here being on over two hours of our coverage of this trade. Uh, hopefully the Lakers can continue on that, plus what we see with the Kevin Durant trade as well. If you like what we do, uh, go ahead and check out what we're doing. NBA trade del- trade deadline special for two and a half hours tomorrow. So got a lot that going on there. Uh, I asked Denver Nuggets, baby, who said some very kind things. who was happy that uh, we got rid of Westbrook. Uh, I asked him if he needed the, uh, you know, some type of move. Maybe a move along the fringes, maybe more like, but nothing big because he likes the the team that he has. So maybe a, a move along the fringes, maybe just to shore some things up because D, uh, Denver looks really good right now, leading the West by almost five games if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they're still. I this still move- think they're going to win it all. Let me ask you this, Joe and and Jane, before we leave on the Kevin Durant thing. uh, Does this move surpass them in your eyes as far as above Denver in the Western Conference?
2: Maybe not in the regular season, but...
1: Oh, not in the regular season, no. Yeah,
2: if there's there's a run and they're healthy, meaning CP3 and Durant, it's still going to come down to Booker. Booker's kind of a pansy. So, (laughs) you know, if his feelings are hurt, I don't know if he's going to sabotage this and then of course you got durant who's a pansy himself and then um, you got cp3 who should probably get in, you know get he's, he's going to be getting ready to do that power walking thing from the state farm commercial soon uh he looked really good doing that by the way to totally fit the farm
4: great farm if those
2: three don't play like ray allen paul pierce and kevin garnett in 8 eight yeah. this is going to be very bad it's going to be very bad. And this is not a next year thing. This is, we need to win the championship in four months.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's why they made the move. I think that they'll give it they'll, they'll give it PR life until next season. But yeah.
5: All right.
4: Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. But
1: please. Nobody, us- nobody
4: in the West has upset the Denver apple cart. Denver is better at every position than just about every team. Like Jokic is the best center. Uh, it's not even close.
1: Like, oh, powerful. I don't know about that. Embiid is really, really good. In
4: the, uh, in the West. In the West. I'm sorry. In, okay, the west. in the West. In the West. in the
1: okay, West. Okay. please. Uh, thank you for clarifying.
4: Yeah, that yeah. In nice. the West. Jokic is just the best center. Like, it's not even close. And he's better than Embiid because he's won MVP back-to-back seasons. And Joel has not. uh, Much to his chagrin. I mean, you could argue that he deserved it, one or the other. But, you know, fact of the matter is it's the Joker. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think is better than CP three. And I think that there's enough on the, in the tank for Denver. I, you know, they don't need to make a move. Everybody's saying bones Island, they need to get rid of bones. Highland. And I don't, I, I don't think they do. I think at this point, if you're Mike Malone, if you're not getting somebody who like dramatically alters your chances, don't even make a fringe move. Like I know these guys. I know what they can do. Like, let's let's roll. Like let's do it. I don't know. If that's that's just my two bits. Uh, and you can't you can't count on KD not getting hurt. His knees are going, man. He's he and CP3 and Booker are all pretty susceptible to lower body injuries, and that's that's going to be a problem. You know, that's going to be a problem if they can't stay healthy in the regular season. And we'll see. We'll see. I think we'll Joe's right, though. If if it if they don't win this year, it's it has the potential to go very bad very quickly, and that'll just make Brooklyn's uh, patients look even more intelligent. We'll see what happens, indeed. But catch us here for tomorrow
1: at ten a.m. Pacific time to twelve thirty p.m. Specific time for good luck, good luck li- gerald <laughs> live coverage of the nba trade deadline
4: i know you're going to be in the comments don't tell me you're not going to be oh yeah comments. i'll be at work and i'll uh, i might even I, I might try to hop on during my lunch break if it's well my go. lunch break is going to be like right after it so okay well uh, let I'll us see. know let me know if you could drop on i know it's Jill's not gonna, gonna have find- it's not gonna have the same it's not gonna have the same feeling without tom being in disbelief <laughs> Yeah, I games.
1: know it's not going to have the same deal because he's already—they've already made a trade. Made, nope. he's good to
4: go. He's going to—he's yeah. he's No red
1: in the face this year for Laker Tom, but
4: I, last year game. I really he's thought he might. I was worried for his health. I was like, I, I wanted to me.
1: know. Maybe I, I should have found it. I, I was going to go grab the Christmas card address <laughs> right. so I could make sure I call nine one one. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, but I will say right now that it is the Laker I, I don't yes. mean it. I don't mean it.
4: I'm yeah. glad no, we traded. No heart
1: attacks, please, Tom, for tomorrow. Yes. But Joe, uh, great to have you here, my friend. Looking forward to tomorrow.
2: This will be my first trade deadline show. I was not there last year. So Fun. yes. You should, I,
4: you should watch one. They're they're funny.
2: Yeah, I will uh I, I'm looking forward to seeing a our largest crowd in Lakers fast break history That's tomorrow.
1: We've had uh, two over two uh 1000 plus views uh on our previous year so we're hoping to double that that's our goal uh it's something i think we can do but it's all due to you it's all because of you and it's all up to you guys and gals out there hopefully you'll want to be a part of what we do here at the lakers fast break tomorrow got a big day plan also forget don't forget the uh (laughs) the the bucks game later on so you're going to be seeing playing of us Hopefully, you will be a part of it every single minute, every single moment as we cover the trade deadline like no one else. And looking forward to the game tomorrow as well. Again, if you have any questions for us anytime at all, Lakers Fast Break on social media or Lakers Fast Break on YouTube or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Got to be the shoes who does not like AD at all. (laughs) (laughs) Zegerside, hash. Denver Nuggets, baby, Blue Lives Matter, Uh, Just so many great people. Howard Hill, uh, uh, both parts, both parts. Eduardo, just so many great names, so many great conversations, so many, so many great people in the chat, the best Lakers chat that's out there right here at the Lakers fast break. So for Joe Sorrel from SimBlades.com and LakersBall.com, Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com, Yami Swoot per se, it's Gerald Glasser from the Pop Culture Cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football, which I will also just record today on top of everything, a Super Bowl special. So check that out on ISFF. So for all of us, to all of you, I want to thank so much for being here for this kind of emergency podcast, announcing the trade for the Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. But once again, check out Laker Tom, the number one Laker blogger, and Jamie Sweet, you want to see, they're going back and forth. You can always go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. Be part of the fun today at Lakerholics.com. You know, Joe Sorrel is going to be checking out LakersBall.com and hanging around there as Ox1947, sharing his thoughts on the trade. So go ahead and check out Joe right there at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, if you need a new lawn transformed today in the Southern California area, Simblades Simblades with a Y.com. are good friends in the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I know they're probably going to be talking about it here with all their shows. Appreciate being part of their family. And also as well, if you get a chance, I'm doing a Super Bowl preview on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the Pop Culture Cosmos talking some great stuff coming this weekend. And also as well, everything that we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for the magic man, Sean Grice, who was literally in Toronto traffic as the trade was happening. (laughs) That was so funny. That was just the timing was everything on that. Joe Soro at Simblades. And of course ox1947 at lakersball.com and laker tom the number one lakers blogger that's out there at lakerholics.com this is gerald glassford I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day for this emergency lakers fast break podcast we truly appreciate it please like and subscribe and help us out any way you can any last thoughts joe it seems like josh hart
2: going to the knicks Pearl josh hart Pearl. is
3: going to the knicks per wolf. Shout out to Nick Molina for the, the scoop. Nick Molina
2: updated it. Nick Molina feels kind of bummed about it because I would have actually liked to see Josh Hart come back, but yeah, so I do not want to trade too. him. To let's, begin get with.
1: The, let's get the gang back together. The pre the, the pre uh, AD <laughs> days, but. I will say though that Nick Molina does a great job for us behind the scenes, and so glad he's a part of what we do here at playback.tv. Big shout out to him. Also, Henry with Courtside Lakers, giving us access to thousands of people on Instagram at Courtside Lakers. So please go ahead and like us there too. And of course, Lakers Fast Break on every social media, including Instagram as well. So thanks so much to everybody for watching, listening. Hey, we've got a new lineup. We're going to go ahead and showcase in the not-too-distant future. Will there be more? We'll tell you about all the trades, and we'll update you. we got two and a half hours coming up tomorrow morning, so go ahead and check us out live for the NBA trade deadline right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.